zone. He did. Touchdown, Burwell. A 14-yard run from Torrey Huffman. Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation presents high school football. Choir look here as the running backs off of Ely's shoulder of Vedro here. Vedro standing at the 25. They run across back. Vedro is going to keep it himself. He's going to try to outrun the edge, and he does. Breaks a tackle. Has it at the 10, the 5, touchdown. Vedro goes in from 20 yards out. Today, it's live coverage of the Nebraska State Championships from Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. High School Football on ESPN Radio is brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. First and 10 Vikings at the Bearcat 24, scoreless in the opening quarter. And the pitch play right side, it's Gray again. Big hole inside the 20, cuts back to the 10. He's at the 5, lowers his shoulder, he's into the end zone for the first touchdown. A 24-yard run for Xander Gray. Over the final two days of the season, six programs will hoist a state title trophy. And you can hear every game right here on your ESPN Superstation. It's time to crown the next state champion, but first the New Tech Seed pregame show. We'll take you live to Memorial Stadium in Lincoln right after this word with New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit newtech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the final football game played in the state of Nebraska in the year 2016, our sixth and final state championship game here on the ESPN Superstation. Class B will wrap things up here, where Elkhorn South will try to be one of the few remaining undefeated teams in the state as the Storm will take on Omaha Scott. These are the last two teams that have won Class B state state football championships. South won it a year ago by eliminating Scott. Scott had won it in 2013 and 2014, so between these two teams, we know at least four state titles will have come out in the last four years. Randy Bushcutter, Caleb Henry here with you from Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, and these two teams got together, Caleb, week number two, uh, a game obviously won by South because they're undefeated, and uh, they... uh, they, they, they ended the season for Scott a year ago, but these are two squads that have really kind of shown themselves to be the best two Class B football teams in the last a half dozen years or so. Yeah, exactly, and Scott's, Scott was leading Elkhorn South actually in that game by 17 before they went on to lose, and Scott's only two losses for the year are to Elkhorn, and in stark contrast to what we saw last game where there was nobody with any state championship experience, These two teams are the last three state champions. We're going to see a lot of state final experience tonight where players that were on both of these teams' state championship runs the last couple years. And again, Scott comes in 7-2. and two. They played a very tough schedule. They they played South, as we mentioned. They're 9-0. Uh, they, uh, they lost to Elkhorn, who's 7-2. and two. They beat Gretna 7-2, Columbus, who was 7-2, and and then obviously the run through the playoffs for these two squads. Uh, And again, Elkhorn South, they played a tough schedule as well, winning at York 7-2, beat Scott, who's 7-2. They beat Elkhorn, who's 7-2, beat Gretna in the regular season, who is 7-2. And And then when the playoffs rolled around, uh, no problem for Elkhorn South against uh, Gross, 55-7. 
they beat Aurora 42-13. to And then South needed a little bit of magic, if you will, because they went to double overtime with uh, McCook. And McCook scored the touchdown that should have tried it. Should have tied it, rather, but on the try, on the kick, the holder, and there's nobody you feel sorry for in the state of Nebraska than the young man for McCook who dropped the hold for the extra point that would have sent it to a third overtime. That's how South got here by one point, 42 to 41, over McCook out at Wayland Field in southwest Nebraska. Scott got past Bennington with no problem, 47 to 20 in the first round, then eliminated Norris, 35 to 28, so they had a tight one there. And then they got past the Gretna Dragons, who I really honestly thought would win that game, but Scott kind of controlled things. They won that one 30 to 20, so through the playoffs, Scott may be playing a little bit better football than what Elkhorn South has, but you can't say South is an underdog here after beating them early in the season and being a uh, undefe- one of the few undefeated teams left in the state at, at now uh, 12 and 0. Yeah, Omaha Scott's two losses were in weeks two and four, so they've come a long way from those two points, and it's not about who's playing the best football throughout the year. It's who's playing the best as soon as playoffs in that state final comes around. Both teams are playing well. As you said, Elkhorn South needed a little luck, but as we saw in the last state championship game, extra points aren't exactly gimmies. Anything can happen, even to the state's best teams in any given class, and Every point will be up for grabs in uh, this Class B state championship. And again, both offenses are pretty strong, but also these two defenses are, are very, very good as well. But, you know, South has rolled up some points. They've scored, you know, 55 and 53 and 37 and 45 and 42. And then, you know, I went through the playoff scores. That's pretty good. Uh, Scott throughout the course of the regular season, 49, 42, 30, 49, 38, 35. I mean, these two offenses – they they might do it a little bit different ways, but both of them really are, are very effective both in the in the ground and in the air. Yeah, and you're going to see, again, another battle of two of the best quarterbacks in the state for Elkhorn South, Braden Wright, who has over 1,800 yards passing and just under 700 yards rushing for the season. And for Omaha Scut, Ryan Moritz has over 2,300 yards passing. He knows how to get it up through the air, and the receivers know how to come down with it. And again, Wright will be uh, coming to the central part of the state as well as he is a UNK football recruit. You are listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry or Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have the starters for the Storm and the Skyhawks, the Class B state championship here on the ESPN Superstation. We'll be back with the starters right after this timeout. The University of Nebraska at Kearney is ready to make a difference for you. Here, you'll get a quality education and graduate on time with less debt. You'll also have an unforgettable college experience. Join a club, become a leader, make a real difference for yourself and others. Choosing the right college is a big decision. Trust your future with people who care about your success. Choose the University of Nebraska at Kearney because we are difference makers. Visit unk.edu and schedule a campus visit today. Today, more and more people are insuring their homes with us through Auto Owners Insurance. I'm Dave Challey at Barney Insurance. We'll provide low-cost, quality protection, claim service second to none, and if you insure both your home and car through Auto Owners Insurance, you'll qualify for additional premium discounts. Stop by or give us a call at 237-2222. We're Barney Insurance. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney Insurance. 
Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. And welcome back here to Memorial Stadium. Let's give you our starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. We'll begin, first of all, for Omaha Scott. They come in as the number three overall seed here in the Class B state, ball, state football playoffs. And their uh, starters will begin with this. Drew Ruha will be the center. He is a six foot, 240-pound senior at guard. Will be Kyrely Jones. Jones is a senior, six foot, 240 pounds. The other guard will be Ben Altman. Altman, a junior, 6'2", 240 pounds. And the tackles are Trent Hickson. Hickson is a 100, excuse me, a 270-pound senior who is 6'4". The other tackle will be Kyle Ruby. Ruby, a big hit here, 225 pounds, 6'2", and just a junior. The wideouts, Jack Chambers is a senior, 5'9", 175 pounds. Christian Banker will play wideout as well. He is 6'1", 185 pounds, and a senior. The tight end is Will Jackson, 6'2", 210 pounds, and a senior. The eyeback is Kurt Randall. Randall, 5'11", 185 pounds, and a senior. And Connor Fenton. Fenton will uh, play fullback for the most part. And he is 5'11", 195 pounds, and a senior. And the quarterback is Ryan Moritz. Moritz, pretty good at 6'195 pounds and a senior. Now for Elkhorn South, starting things off at center, will be 195-pound senior Brad Stuthman. The right guard is 275-pound senior Dixon Loeffler. The left guard will be Luke Zipke. Zipke is a senior. He's 280 pounds. Left tackle, 225-pound senior Max Gunther. The right tackle will be senior, 235-pound Evan Peterson. The uh, right receiver will be 175-pound senior C.J. Wright. The left receiver, 215-pound senior Matt Slominski. Also at receiver, 165-pound junior Mick Williams. Also at receiver, will be 195-pound junior Moses Bryant. Bryant will also do a lot of the kick returns here for the Skyhawks. Uh, Excuse me, for uh, the Storm. At uh, running back will be 195-pound senior Brayton Haley. And the quarterback, 185 pounds and a senior, Braden Wright. And again, Wright, uh, pretty effective as a quarterback, not only running the ball, but in the air. He is 106 out of 182 passes for 1,836 yards on the season, 17 touchdowns, and five interceptions on the year. Your starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. Again, these two teams, a lot of people, regardless of seeding, kind of anticipated they would be the two teams that would get together in the finals. Last week, we had the opportunity to talk with Bob Jensen on uh, the Doug and Daddy show from the Huskerland Prep Report. Bob had a conversation with Doug about this matchup. Let's eavesdrop on that conversation a little bit. Here's what Bob had to say earlier last week on the Doug and Daddy show. I talked with Coach Gross on Saturday 
And uh, he said that they were in the middle of overtime, and he turned around and talked to Coach Slager, his defensive coordinator, and says, you know, we give up 64 points all season, and now we're going to give up 40-some. And, um, yeah, that, you know, of course, you know, 14 or whatever, 20 of those points are in overtime or whatever. But I tell you what, McCook, McCook is good. McCook did everything they could except seal the deal. And, um, you know, again, you know, that gives some hope uh, to Scott. I mean, you know, a, a couple things. One of them is I thought when I got to the final four, guys, that, that McCook was the best bet to beat Elkhorn South. I thought they were the best fit, and mainly because of that defense. Um, but come to find out, you can't account for Moses Bryant all night long. But um, as far as Scott goes, you know, Scott led their regular season game with Alcorn South most of the way. But they, too, were victim to that late surge that so many really good teams were this year. Alcorn South just overpowered teams late. I think uh, I think this game could be a lot like the regular season game because Scott's playing really well. And I wouldn't be surprised to see them have a lead at halftime, uh, maybe even at the end of three. But I think when it's all said and done, Elkhorn South is too good. I think they go undefeated for a second straight year. Well, there you have it. That's what uh, we got out of Bob Jensen from Huskerland Prep Report, getting ready for this one that we're all excited for. Elkhorn South, the Storm, 12-0, taking on Omaha Scott, who's 10-2 and for the Class B State Championship here from Memorial Stadium. You've been listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry or Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, the kick between the Skyhawks and the Storm here from Memorial Stadium right after this. Have you ever seen a dented tortoise? The same way a thick tortoise shell protects its occupant, the bullet spray and bed liners from the dent poppers protect your pickup truck's bed. No rust, corrosion, dents, or scratches ever. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck, and it says so in writing. Bullet spray on liners is the one that goes on hot, stays strong. That means your truck holds its value longer. Surprised that the dent popper now applies bullet spray on? Don't be. The dent popper's been on the leading edge of vehicle preservation for years. See the dent popper north of railroad on first. On the bricks, downtown. Carney for a free estimate. Rivals Bar and Grill is a proud sponsor of all area athletes, teams, and coaches. Get to Rivals every day for lunch specials starting at $6.99. Rivals is also serving up the barbecue trio every Friday night, and Saturday night is the brisket special. Join Rivals during every Husker and Hastings College game for a pizza and drink special only $21.99. Only at Rivals. Open daily at 11. Rivals Bar and Grill in Hastings. Join the Rivals team. Osborne Drive East in Hastings. Best of luck, teams. Genetics first, trade second. At Aurora Cooperative, our customers can source genetics from the four major germplasms available in the U.S., allowing you to choose the best genetics possible for each and every acre, as each field has its own story to tell. The story for your field begins with the right genetics and the right crop management recommendations, which includes fitting the right traits to the right acre. To create the highest yielding story for your acres and take advantage of our early pay, volume, and in-house financing options, speak with an Aurora Cooperative agronomist. Aurora Cooperative, putting your equity to work. To some, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Others say it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. But everyone can agree that the uniforms and equipment you play in make a big difference in how you play and how you win. Plus the personal service of Steve Barinol, Tino Martinez, TM Sporting Goods, on the bricks, 2217 Central, downtown Kearney, TM Sporting Goods, a division of protein design. And welcome back here to Memorial Stadium. We've crowned five state champions so far. Bellevue West, 
O'Neill, Wilbur Claytonia, Burwell, Fall City, Sacred Heart. There's only one name to add to that list, and it belongs to either Elkhorn South or Omaha Scott. As the uh, starting lineups have been announced, we're just about ready to get this one underway. South will be in their primarily white uniforms, white tops, white bottoms. They'll have the uh, Vegas gold helmets with a little bit of navy blue in there. Not a lot. I mean, there's just a lot of white in their uniform. And Omaha Scott. Well, they're the contrast here. They're going to be in their Kelly green, the black and silver, mostly black, with uh, the dark green numbers and letters and uh, nice little accessories with the silver there. Nice enough to give us white numbers to look at uh, so we can actually pick them up here from on top of Memorial Stadium here in Lincoln as we're just about ready to get things underway from Memorial Stadium. A little bit of rain. We'll talk more about field conditions here in just a little bit as uh, Elkhorn South will be kicking off the scut to get things going here. Matt Terman trying to do what Dad couldn't do the uh, previous game, the head coach of uh, Oahu Newman. Uh, that coach, Terman, couldn't quite get it done. Now Matt, the former Quarterback for the Nebraska Cornhuskers will try to have his little bit of magic. Yes, they've had some success. They've won a couple of titles under his direction at Omaha South. or Excuse me, at uh, Scott here two of the last three years. They had their season ended a year ago by Elkhorn South who came away with the title. Yeah, not just the number of players on the field who have had success and recent experience on this field. Obviously, Coach Terman has also had his own experience and success on this field so there there's a lot going on in this game with relations to memorial field or to memorial stadium tom osborne field the very last game played at memorial stadium this fall before the spring game for nebraska yeah and that'll be in 2017 so it's safe to say this is the last one of 2016 and uh again a a great matchup these schools have not been around a long time uh scott's been around maybe 20 years and they have made the playoffs the vast majority of those 20 years because, Scott, this is their 16th uh, appearance in the state football playoffs. And, again, I think they began around 90, 96. That might have even been their very first year, and uh, they got in that year. Uh, I think it's 95, 96 that they began at Omaha. Scott, Elkhorn South hasn't been around even that long, but they were the state champions one year ago and ended Scott's season. Well, they're going to end each other's season here tonight. It's just one of them is going to come away with a big trophy. The other one's going to come away with the little one. Well, we're all set and ready to go here as the kick returners for uh, Scott going to be uh, Gordon and Evans. And we're awaiting the kick. It is high and in the air. And it's going to be picked up at about the 10-yard line. Coming right back up through the middle. Nice little seam there. He'll bring it across the 30-yard line. And uh, they're going to mark him down right at the 35. So a good return by uh, J.D. Darrow, who actually was back there. They started one. I thought we were going to start one guy, and they actually snuck Darrow back there. But Darrow with a nice return. There was plenty of coverage down on the kick team, but a good wall set up, some good blocks, good field position to start this game for Omaha Scott. So Scott will step in and uh, have a fairly good field position here. And Moritz will be the quarterback. As they will put one wide out to the right, two to the left, running back off of either shoulder here for Moritz. Man comes across the formation. Moritz will have a quick throw out to the right side. Pass is going to be complete over there to Banker, and Banker will draw a crowd after he gains about five. He lost the football, and it belongs to the Storm. Stripping the ball and coming away with it for Elkhorn South is going to be the linebacker, Coleman Anderson. 
There was a big hit coming across there. Anderson came in, but it was uh, Carson Pinkleton managed to break off of one of his blocks, come back in, lay the wood to the receiver, and that's a turnover to start the game, and that, that's a lot of momentum for Elkhorn South, who has to, who will get the ball to start the second half, presumably. And they'll have it first and 10 at the 39. We didn't have really any penalties or turnovers the entire first half of the C1 game earlier, but very first play from scrimmage, we have a turnover here for Scott, and we'll see whether or not Elkhorn South can cash in. Braden Wright will hand it off. Nope, he won't have the opportunity, as we talked about having no turnovers or penalties in the previous game. Well, we had a turnover the first game, and now we have our first penalty of the evening as well here. And that's going to be a legal procedure here on the storm. Now back them up five yards. Looking to get everything out on the uh, the first minute here. We're only 15 seconds into the game, and already there's been a lot of excitement, a lot of action. And just from watching before there was that illegal procedure, Elkhorn South trying to get some guys in motion. Looks like they're trying to isolate their receivers here on this near side, and they're, that's what they're set up in again here. So after the fumble, we'll see if they can get any points off the turnover. They've got great fielding position. Wright's going to hand it off and jumping through the hole and just kind of dancing around getting those five yards back is uh, going to be the running back, Moses Bryant. And Bryant is one of those kids, you never really hit him square, ever. He just kind of dances around in that hole and has a nice gain of about five. He has over 1,500 yards rushing on the season, 35 touchdowns. Moses Bryant is a very slippery guy who knows how to get yards. And he's going to come across in motion, and they're going to fake the pitch to him. Quarterback's going to keep it going right up the middle, and the future loper, Braden Wright, has a nice little gain of about five. So after starting first and 15, two five-yard gains, we now have third and five here for Omaha for Elkhorn South. Braden Wright showing that dual threat ability right away, faking the pitch, running right up the middle. And they also had plenty of blocking up front. Elkhorn South's line doing a good job to start this ballgame. So Wright, at quarterback, out of that pistol, will hand the ball right up the middle for one of his fullbacks. And, boy, that's going to be awfully close to see whether or not Brayton Haley got that first down. I think they're going to mark him short here by about a half, maybe even a full yard. And it's going to be decision time here for uh, Elkhorn South, and uh, we'll see what the coaching staff has in mind here as Guy Rosenberg has a decision to make. It looks like they sent a a number of players in and out, so that that could just be a a package change or... They didn't bring in a T, though, so I think they're planning on going for it. That is the package, and I think that's going to force South to call a timeout, or Scott, rather, to call a timeout. So this timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC. Fourth and one for Elkhorn South at the 30-yard line. No score as they have their first possession of the game. We come back to Memorial Stadium right after this timeout. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. And welcome back to a rainy Memorial Stadium. It's 44 degrees. The rain 
and a wind of about 11 miles an hour. It feels like 39 degrees out there, but the field, obviously, a turf here in pretty good pretty good condition. Our field conditions brought to you by your Impact Ag partners, Craig Weegis and Todd Travis, your local Pioneer seed dealer, and they'll snap it here on fourth down. Hand up right up the middle, a huge hole, and running through that hole unmolested is Brayton Haley, who gets the first down, and they move it all the way from the 30 to inside the 20-yard line, down to about the 17. Way more than just the one yard needed. Had blockers coming out of the backfield with him hitting a couple of the outside linebackers, and they could run that play more than just if they need the one yard. There was a ton of open field. So Wright will actually have two lead blockers in front of him out of the pistol. They'll hand it off, and the lead blockers out here for Haley. Haley trying to get the edge. Cuts down to about the 10-yard line. Loses the football, and it's going to be picked up here by... The Skyhawks picking up the loose ball is Will Jackson. So kind of maybe a wet pig there slipping out of the hands of the running back who really was unmolested, just drops the ball, was going to have it first and goal, but instead they just dropped the ball. Nobody was around him. He actually had a chance if he could get to the corner to get it inside the five, possibly get to the pylon, was maybe changing arms with the football, but as we're seeing from both teams right now, hard to hang on to the pigskin. And again, our uh, field conditions brought to you by Craig Weegis, Todd Travis, your local Pioneer Seed dealers. Where can growers turn for the latest weather, market updates, and agronomy information to get the most out of every acre? That's easy. Pioneer.com and mobilepioneer.com on their smartphone. The great seeds of success for a better yield. Start with Pioneer and Impact Ag Partners. And again, the field conditions are better to say the uh, weather conditions showing its head there because they just dropped the football when they were going to have it first and goal easily within the 10-yard line and just drop the ball at the 9. This will be something to watch going forward for, for both teams. We're we're just two, a couple minutes into this ball game. Both teams already have a fumble, and we'll, we'll see. They like to run the ball. They like to pass the ball, so... If the ball's already wet and they go to throw it, that's going to cause some issues if they're running. And as we saw on that play, no one around him fumbled it without even taking a hit. That'll be something to see who can manage the ball and hang on to hang on to the football and not have any turnovers. You know, 40 years ago today, they opened the movie Rocky. Well, both of these two boxers have uh, withstood uh, some strong punches up against the ropes here in the early stages as both of them have had to come off the mat at least once. Field position belonging right now to South, but the football belongs to Scott. They're going to run the option, and not much room to run there at all for Moritz as he'll gain maybe a couple on the play, and that's just line search. That's all they got. When he, they, they went to run the option to the right, and there was nowhere to go. It was hard to make that read as that D-tackle got upfield, so all Moritz could do was turn it up himself, but by the time he did that, there was already a swarm of Elkhorn South football players in there to make the tackle. So they break the huddle quickly. And a lot, well, they slow down a little bit. A lot of times when they do that, they'll go with a very quick count, but they'll go a lot more traditional here. So I'll split out one wide to the right. One's in the slot on that right side. Moritz will run the, the option. will pitch it out to the right side and on the run. And then running over the would-be tackler is Kurt Randall. And with that uh, strong finish to that run, he's awfully close to the first down. I think he's got it. That was an awkward pitch from Moritz as he got out to the side. Normally, when you see a pitch go to a man on the option it looks more like it's an end over end kick but on that one he pushed it directly out instead of a little bit behind him it looked more like a knuckleball 
going right at him. Good job hanging on to the football and getting the first down. Yeah, that one had a little bit more. You know, knuckleball makes it sound like it's going slow. That one wobbled like a knuckleball, but actually had a lot of pepper on it. It is enough for the first down. Moritz is going to roll out to his left. A right-handed quarterback will throw, and it's nearly intercepted and then caught. Should have been an interception, but instead Christian Banker comes up with the uh, with the pass here as that one was nearly intercepted and maybe even a pick six if they could hold on to it. That's one of the issues with the slick football. It's not just the offense having to hang on to it. The defenders, if they go up with two hands trying to make the catch, that one went right through his hands, and you could see it wasn't just that he missed. It slipped right through the fingers. Had he gone up with maybe one hand just on the the nose of the football, he brings that one down, but a good job staying with the, staying with the play for uh, Omaha Scott. So Matt Slominski couldn't quite finish off the interception and ends up being enough for a first down. Pitch out on the right side. They're trying to get the edge, and with the speed here is going to be Kurt Randall, and Randall will get a little bit of the edge, but boy, was there a storm of brewing there as he got that corner turn. Here come the linebackers in the corners, and it's only going to be a couple-yard gain. That's a lot of speed on that perimeter for that Elkhorn South defense. Trying to run wide to the strong side, and there was just not enough room to run when there's all those white jerseys, gold helmets. Well, as you said, a lot of speed on the outside. They're going to have to find some ways to get creative and move some of that speed away from where they're running. Well, you can hear the wind blowing through our microphones as the wind has picked up here at Memorial Stadium. Moritz under center will pitch it out. They're going to run with the student body to the right, and they turn the edge down to the 50, pulling his head downfield and moving the chains is going to be Kurt Randall. That's just power football by Scott Catholic. That was one of the issues. They started to move a couple guys to the right, and that took the Elkhorn South defenders away from the play, and then they had enough bodies out to the left with that student body uh, blocking scheme, and that was easily picking up the first down. Well, Elkhorn South could not cash in on the turnover, turn it into points, because they fumbled it on their own inside the 10-yard line, and now Scott trying to turn that that, uh, Elkhorn South turnover into points here. They've crossed midfield. Drive started at the nine. Moritz going to follow his fullback through the hole. He's going to run through one tackle, drag the next guy out to about the 38-yard line, and that's going to be a good solid gain of about eight, eight and a half. Moritz has over 2,300 yards passing on the season, but he looks like he's run the veer his entire life and has maybe never thrown the football because he's running it very, very well, picking up his reads, knowing when he needs to keep it, when he needs to pitch it. And there, if you can get nine yards every play, you're going to stay uh, on schedule very well. So Ryan Moritz will line him up in the eye behind him. He's under center, and he's looking to throw here. He steps back. He'll lob it to that right side. That's well thrown and just a little bit too strong trying to connect with Christian Banker out there. There was good coverage on the play, though. Good coverage, but they did get isolation out on the edge. If they can find a way to, to get a double move or bring someone across the middle when they had get that one-on-one coverage, their receivers know how to go up and get the football Look to them to continue isolating their receivers on the edge. Maybe instead of running the, the flag there, run a post, bring him back across the middle. Mick Williams with good coverage on that one as he was uh, man-to-man out there with Banker. Again, I formation. Moritz is going to pitch it to the right side. Trying to get the edge here is going to be Randall. Randall cuts back to the inside, still dancing around, pushing the pile forward, and he'll get it across the yard to gain. Only needed one yard there and ends up getting about three. It'll be first and ten from the 35. Good third down conversion there. Go, continuing to try to run wide. It was a it was a good job. They turned it upfield, but there's a lot of speed 
on this Elkhorn South defense. Well, there's a lot of speed on that scud offense as well. It's a great matchup with, in terms of team speed for both these two squads. Moritz dropping back. As one man out in the pattern, throws it to that right side, underthrows it, and there's great coverage there as it falls incomplete. And again, that was nice coverage there by Mick Williams. Williams had the best shot at coming up with that football as that was somewhat of a dangerous pass. Wind and possibly a slick football probably playing into that a little bit as it was underthrown. Didn't look like it had quite as much giddy-up as we saw some of the, the passes in pregame, but they are trying to get that isolation and find a way to get the ball out there to Christian Banker. That was into the teeth of that win. Now, again, we're obviously, if you've been in Memorial Stadium, and most people in this great state have, you kind of know that the wind does swirl a little bit, not a straight wind. Moritz tries to run the option that right side. He gets back to the line of scrimmage, maybe. Depends where they mark his forward progress. Um, yeah, they're going to give him all the way to the line of scrimmage, and that gives you an idea of how little line surge there was when I say all the way to the line of scrimmage. Defensive end Evan Peterson for the storm was still being blocked at the time that he hit the quarterback. He continued to just, it was a bull rush going through the offensive lineman and just hitting the quarterback while still being uh, at least attempted to be blocked. So Moritz, two out of four, throwing the football for 17 yards. The rushing attack here has gained 44 yards for the Storm. All of that obviously on this drive because they fumbled at their very first possession. From the 35, Moritz will roll out, throw it over the middle. It's going to be caught. Cutting back against traffic and moving the chains here is going to be Jack Chambers. Chambers with a nice little cut back after he made the catch, and that got him enough for the first down. It looked like Scott was isolating again on the edge, and there was a lot of good coverage downfield, but they managed to get Jack Chambers coming across the middle, and he sat down in the middle of that defense with no one around. So the ball is at the 22. That's where it will be first and 10 here for the Skyhawks. They started this drive at the 9, and now they're out to the other 22. Moritz is going to pitch it out. Looking to get the edge here is going to be Randall. Randall off on that right side, going to be out at about the 19, so they'll gain about 3 on the play, and that's one of those where the defense just kept getting strung out, strung out, and strung out, but they did a nice job of going with that offensive flow and never allowing them to turn the corner on them. Didn't allow to, the corner to get turned, but getting 3 to 4 yards there is what Omaha Scott wants, as long as they're not going back, this has been a long drive, eating up some clock here at the, the start of the first quarter, but also when they start the drive off a turnover inside their own 10, this is what you want to see, putting a drive together, and they're going to try to get down, get some points on the board. They've already driven 73 yards. Moritz looking for more, rolls out to the right on second and about six, throws it over the middle, pass is going to be complete at the five, and that's where they're going to stand up Christian Banker after he made the catch, trying to get some more yards after the catch, but he'll get it inside the five-yard line and will be first and goal here for Scott. Scott not having to use uh, too many plays each time to move, move the chains. Looks like they're getting it on first and second down pretty consistently on this drive keeping themselves out of third and longs, even keeping themselves out of second and longs so far. This drive will lead up over five minutes by the time they snap the ball here. As we're inside of five minutes, they got the ball right at the 10-minute mark at the nine-yard line. Now they've got it first and goal from the four. Actually, the back end of the football is on the four, so they need a little bit less than that. In the I formation here is going to be Randall, and we have a stoppage here. As I think we've got us a timeout. Scott's going to call the timeout. South called the timeout earlier and got a first down out of it. 
And we'll see what uh, Scott can do here. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank member FDIC. It'll be first and goal for the Skyhawks when we come back right after this. At Care Hospice, we care for your family like you are a part of ours. Through compassionate hospice services, we help to alleviate fears and concerns so that you and your loved ones can focus on the joy of everyday moments. We celebrate the memories and special occasions of a life well-lived and provide support and assistance so you feel comforted throughout the hospice journey. For more information about our services, visit us online at aceracare.com. Care Hospice, caring for moments that matter. And welcome back here. I'd like to say thanks to all of our sponsors for allowing us to bring you coverage of high school football throughout the course of the year. And our presenting sponsors of the state football playoffs include Mary Lanning Healthcare, Your Care, Our Inspiration, and Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. Moritz under center, only one back in the backfield. That's Randall. They'll hand it off. No, they hand it off to uh, 34, not 32. And he spins through there and gets into the end zone for the touchdown. That's Connor Fenton who fights his way through traffic and gets the touchdown. Just a simple little dive play off to the left side. Didn't even have any linemen pulling, and Fenton kept the feet going. He had two, he had three or four uh, defenders from looking at the replay, and he kept his feet uh, just moving along there into the end zone. So Connor Fenton, his first carry of the game, goes for a four-yard touchdown. They handed it to uh, Kurt Randall five times on that drive. So, of course, if you're a fantasy football player, you know what that feels like. The extra point is up and no good. So Scott marches down the field. They get the five points bank touchdown by Connor Fenton, but the extra point is no good. All of our touchdowns brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. 6 nothing. Scott with the lead. They'll kick the ball back out here to Elkhorn South with a 6 nothing advantage at Memorial Stadium when we come back after this. Buzz's Marine knows that boat buying may not be on the top of your mind right now, but if you want first pick on their 2017 inventory or want to special order a new boat and have it ready for spring, stop into Buzz's Marine and check out the full lineup of Larson FX fishing boats or the new Four Winds RS SS 230s. They also have great buys on pontoons and tritunes. Buzz's offers competitive no-hassle financing for new and pre-owned boats, so it's one-stop shopping. The best dealer between Denver and Omaha. Find out more online at buzzesmarine.com. Buzz's Marine. South Central Avenue, Carney. You don't have to be a farmer to reap the benefits of being a Buffalo County Farm Bureau member. We work for farm families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. We are your neighbors. Through our work in supporting and promoting agriculture, education, health, and technology, we bring people together to better our community. We share in the values Nebraskans stand for, hard work, passion for the land, and a character rooted in faith and family. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Link with the kickoff here for uh, Scott, and he'll kick it off down to about the 20-yard line, coming across the formation and trying to make something happen there is Brayton Haley, but there wasn't much room to run there, and Haley will bring it out to a 25, maybe the 26, and that's where South will set up shop here. And we were kind of talking during the break, uh, Caleb, that uh, kicking right now isn't the easiest task in the world for these high school kids on a college field in the rain. No, it's not. Besides all the uh, the natural factors going into it with the, the wind and the rain, the uprights are a little narrower on the college field. So as we see a lot of these miss just left or just right or just off of the upright, these high school kids are going to have to make that adjustment, aim a little bit more dead center. Braden Wright 
At quarterback, we'll have a running back off of either shoulder. Wide enough that you can't touch him. Earlier, they were just literally shoulder to shoulder. Moses is going to go out in motion. He's going to make the catch and then drop the football. They're going to call this incomplete. They're going to say it was forward as Moses Bryant couldn't uh, reel that one in. And, again, you just want to get that guy in space. You know, something good can happen if you're able to do that. Yeah, he's your playmaker if he can get his hands on the ball. But that's one another one. Just looking at the replay right through his hands and off his chest, and then it hits the dirt. And it's another issue of just trying to hang on to the football. You see players taking their gloves off and throwing throwing them down, and we're going to see how many players can manage to stay holding on to the football. Bryant will be the wing back on the left side as they really empty the backfield for Braden Wright. Now they'll put Bryant in motion. They pitch it to him. He'll cut back to the inside, and there is a whole slew of Skyhawks there. As uh, I don't even, he may have got back line of scrimmage and maybe a smidge in there, but that's it. Scud had that pretty well sniffed out. A number of the uh, the Storm linemen on the right side and the left side released their players, released their blocking assignments to get downfield and pick up another hat. But by doing that, that allowed enough Skyhawks to get into the backfield and wrap up Moses before he could really get going. So third and nine here, Braden Wright will have a running back to his left, but this is a passing formation here. They got two wideouts to the right side, two to the left. None of them are split out real far. And looking to throw here is going to be right. Right throws it quickly, left, left, left side. It's tipped around. It's bouncing around, comes off the turf, and it falls incomplete. That one nearly caught, also nearly intercepted. Yeah, there was only one Elkhorn South receiver in the vicinity, and there's about six Skyhawks. There, there wasn't much in the area for uh, Braden Wright to get to for a receiver. Brings up a, a fourth down and a punt. So they'll be in punting uh, formation here. Lining up for the punt here for Elkhorn South will be Hunter Albers. And Albers it was blocked. has it blocked, and it's bouncing around. It's going to be great field position here for Scott. Albers couldn't get it off, and it's blocked. It'll be first and 10 at about the 23-yard line. That was J.D. Darrow coming right up the middle, untouched, blocked it up in the air, and you didn't see any of the Storm players have any idea how he got through or where the ball was. So Darrow with a big defensive play. And again, everybody was blocked pretty nice, except nobody picked up Darrow at all. That was a good design there on the uh, punt rush there for Scott because it basically freed up Darrow to go in there untouched. So with great field position here at the 23-yard line, they're looking to add to it. Rolling out here is Moritz. Moritz still rolling. Going to throw it in underneath. It's going to be caught for about a five-yard gain as he just dumps it in underneath. And stride for stride is the coverage, but Jake Archer is able to make the catch. Elkhorn South wasting no time getting their own playmakers out into the flats, and Moritz getting out there, managing to stay patient, buy himself some time, find a receiver. Yeah, just a two, three-yard gain, but they're coming off of another big play. The punt block on another one of their possessions, they had a fumble recovery. They're going to try to punch it in for another six here. Moritz is 5 of 7 for 47 yards so far here in the game. They're going to put one wide out to the right, which is the short side of the field, and the one split out to the left. That wide side, that's a long way out there. They're just going to hand the ball off and going off tackle, trying to find a little space there is going to be Kurt Randall. Randall's not going to have a lot, but they're going to get about half what they need on second down, and it's going to set up now third and about three. So they gain about three on that one and stay on schedule. Actually didn't get the spot I thought. It's going to be closer to four yards they need here on third down. 
still a fairly manageable uh, third down in what looks like could be four down territory if the kickers continue to have some issues with the field conditions. I would say it probably is based on exactly what you said. That is, it's kind of rainy. The wind is going to be at the kicker's face. We'll find out here after Moritz drops back on third down, goes left side. It's going to be incomplete. Pretty good coverage out there. He um, tried to get it up there high for Jackson Gordon to reel in, but it was a little bit too high for Gordon and it falls incomplete. And we'll get the fourth down decision from Coach Terman on whether to kick it or go for it on fourth. They're bringing in a lot of bodies, including a guy with a T in that left hand. So trying the field goal here is going to be Quinn Menlick. And Menlick, who missed the extra point a little bit earlier, now will be trying, they will be spotting it exactly where. They're going to put the T right on the 25-yard line, so this will be a 35-yard field goal attempt. J.D. Darrow is the holder. Menlick to try a 35-yarder. Snap is bobbled. They're going to have to run the fire drill. Darrow rolling out, throwing. Passes it to his uh, kicker. The kicker makes the catch, but they're going to lose about five on the play. It's going to be a turnover on downs here. And what is it about uh, Elkhorn South and dropped holes? Because they benefit from one here by Omaha Scott. They couldn't get the field goal. Now, again, one of the reasons why South is here is in double overtime, McCook had a very similar situation where the holder just couldn't handle the snap. And that wasn't one of those where we've seen a couple of the snaps actually be too high for the holder, but that one went right into his hands, and he just it slipped through a little bit, and he ends up bobbling it. He tried to set it up at first, but having to run that fire drill with too much pressure getting there after the first couple counts. That is very similar to what happened in that double overtime, if you've seen the footage. Anyway, out of the pistol formation here is going to be right. Right. We'll hand it off to... Uh, Moses Bryant. Bryant will get it out to the 25, so that'll be a gain of about three. And again, that was uh, a play that looked like power football, and that is not going to be the strength of Moses Bryant. He's going to be a lot better in space, and there was no space for him to get through there. Yeah, he'll run between the tackles. Don't get me wrong. and He'll hit the hole hard, but if you get him out in space, that's his strength. Moses Bryant is an athlete, and if you have him run between the tackles, he'll get you two or three, but if you get him on the edge, get him into some space, he could take it to the house on any given play. Bryant will be to the left of right here. Right takes the snap, but has no opportunity to do anything with it because they've stopped the action here. Is That'll be uh, the end of the quarter. No, not the end of the quarter. My apologies. That'll be a flag. Got a minute 19 left. I just saw the 19. That's going to be a legal procedure on the storm. That's not what you want there as you... You've just managed to stop them on fourth down. You want to continue to stay on schedule yourself, and now you have a second and long. But as we continue to talk about Moses Bryant, if he can keep his footing and hang on to the football, he's someone who could change a second and long and put six on the board on the very next play. That's the second penalty. Both of them are five-yard illegal procedure penalties on the storm. So Wright takes the snap, quick throw, gets it out that left side, is caught by Moses Bryant. Bryant... At his back turn to the defense, and uh, as he landed with the football, he was wrapped up in the arms of Trevor Gibson, and Gibson, a pretty good tackler there, will make the tackle. It'll be a gain of about uh, five and a half, so it gets that, uh, that loss of five yards on the penalty back, but you're still looking at third and eight. Gibson did a good job. Safety sitting over the top and knowing exactly where Bryant was, and as soon as the ball was in the air, he broke, made sure to wrap up Bryant before he could get his feet going. So right, 
will get the snap. Has time in the pocket. Throws, delivers, caught at the 40, out to the 45, down to the 47-yard line. Nice strike into the hands of Braden Haley, and Haley just finding a nice open area in there, and he was hit perfectly in stride by Braden Wright. The last few plays, Haley has come up to the line and more blocked one of the ends coming through and protected his quarterback on that one. He went up, brushed off of the defensive end and released downfield. None of the linebackers and defensive backs picked him up. Well, they'll have to snap this before the end of the quarter, but it's going to be awfully close. This may be the final play of the quarter. First down here, and Wright will throw it off on the right wing in space and then getting wrapped up immediately after the catch is uh, Kobe Ballard. Ballard's going to be wrapped up right at midfield. And so that uh, will be a gain of only a couple of yards. And that is the end of quarter number one. Scott? Picks up a fumble at the nine-yard line. Drive 91 yards for the touchdown. They missed the extra point. So right now, Scott six, Elkhorn South nothing, as we'll start the second quarter from Memorial Stadium Lincoln for the Class B State Championship right after this timeout. I was raised in a little town eight miles southwest of here. And from my first day 18 years ago, I loved working at Mary Lanning because of the people. My daily routine is I get in and see as many people as I can, see if there's anything special that they would need. It's just about being there. I graduated with a full ride scholarship to Colorado Art Institute in Denver and I turned that down because I wanted to be a cowboy. The artwork that I do is very, very soothing for me and it just relaxes me and it lets me realize I've just been very blessed. My name is Ron Meyer. I'm a customer advocate for Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. And welcome back here to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth, high above Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. I want to say thanks to all of our sponsors, including Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting back in the game of life with a location to better serve every athlete, every parent, and every grandparent, and also Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. Don't need irrigation today because it's uh, raining in uh, much of the state, including here at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. In fact, when the wind blows, you can kind of see the sheets as they come across here. And the weather has been a factor in this game. You've seen them just drop the ball, uh, South has, at about the nine-yard line. And I think it's impacted the, the kicking game as well. Yeah, you've, you've seen a little bit sloppier of a ball game than either of these teams expected. But when you see some of the players get into space and get ahead of steam running downhill, or there's a play on a ball, you can see just how athletic they are. Both of these teams are going to be just fine in any of conditions. Yeah, again, you see it being sloppy, but you also see the athleticism of these kids out here. Braden Wright in the uh, pistol formation. He'll throw to the right side looking for Moses Bryant, and it's a little bit too high. It falls incomplete. I don't know if they were going to get a whole lot out of that anyway because uh, Trevor Gibson had pretty good coverage there for Scott. Scott continues to sit back a little bit there. They're giving up the the short yardage passes and everything into the flats, but that's because there's speed on both sides of the ball. And right now the defenses are faster than what the offenses have been in this game. So Braden Wright, the future loper, faces now third and eight from midfield. 
They empty the backfield for him. He's got trips to the right. Moses Bryant going to come across the motion. They're going to pitch it out to uh, Bryant. Bryant gets the edge. He has the 40, and he'll be knocked down at about the 38. They'll move the chains. That's just a speed play right there. You bring him in motion, you pitch it out to him, and you say to him, you're going to outrun somebody, find yourself an angle. That's exactly what he does. He got himself into space, and as soon as Bryant was going in motion, none of the linebackers were communicating, shifting over, saying, hey, I've got the athlete coming across the field, and that gave him an extra step on everyone on the edge. And Luke Zipke from his uh, guard position did a nice job pulling there and leading Bryant to get that first down. Bryant will come across the motion. They'll pitch it to him on the right side. He'll find a little seam over there, but that hole closed pretty quickly, and I don't think he's going to get back to the line of scrimmage. That time, the blocker was not able to get to the uh, defensive end there, and uh, they're actually going to lose about one yard. They ran essentially the same play, but this time the Skyhawks brought an extra linebacker up on the edge, so there was another guy that they had that the uh, Elkhorn South uh, offensive line had to get out and block, and there were just weren't enough bodies to get in front of Bryant. They will empty the backfield here for right, and they'll bring uh, Moses Bryant in motion. Wright's going to keep it himself, and he's going to get back to the line of scrimmage and really no more there. But he may have got back that yard that they lost, but it's going to be third and... A full 10 yards here for Elkhorn South on that one. They, That's the play that you run off of that. I hope that everybody bites and goes with Moses Bryant to the outside, and it's going to leave you room there for Braden Wright. But, again, Scott was not surprised by it. Good job by Scott. Everyone in the middle just staying home, not, not getting confused or intimidated by Bryant running to the edge. So Braden Wright will have one running back to his right. And he's going to run it himself, and he's going to be wrapped up. He goes right into the arms of Trent Hickson, and Hickson's going to wrap him up. Hickson wasted no time getting into the backfield. Comes through almost untouched and wraps up right before he can get going anywhere. And another fourth down here for the Storm. That's a quarterback draw, but it was so quick that Hickson was still going upfield. It wasn't like he was trying to go to the outside to get that pass rush. He never really had the bite for the pass rush. So it'll be a uh, punting situation here. Remember, they blocked one earlier. This one they're able to get off. A high kick that's going to hit uh, down at about the 22-yard line, and it just kind of bounces straight up in the air and going to be down at about the 21. So not much roll there at all for the Storm, and then the Scott Skyhawks will have it now first and 10 from the 21. Yeah, that punt went just about straight up and straight down. Ends up being about 15 yards as a for the change of field. And as much as the Storm would like to, to see a ball take a, a roll like O'Neill had in our last game all the way down to the one, there's just the, the field is wet and soft and that ball wasn't going anywhere. And again, into the teeth of that win, it was very, very difficult. And uh, again, that's going to affect field position here. Scott has the ball at the 21-yard line with the wind at his back. He's dropping back. Got time to find. Moritz's pass is going to be a little bit high, and it's going to fall incomplete trying to connect with Christian Banker. Christian Banker was the player they were trying to isolate throughout the entire first quarter, get some one-on-one on the edge, and this time they just wheeled him around a little bit, and he had some space. That ball was just thrown behind him. You don't see that a lot from Moritz, but that could be another one of these field condition changes that they have to adjust to get that ball out a little bit earlier in case it does slip, give your receiver time to adjust to the ball. We're in the second quarter, 9.34 to go here before halftime. It'll be second and 10 here for Moritz and Scott Catholic 
as they're going to line up here out of the I formation. Ritz steps in under center, and he's going to roll out. Not even a play action, just going to roll out to the right side, and he'll make the uh, completion. And finding a little area and sitting down in space there is Christian Banker. Banker in that zone, past the one guy in front of the other, found a good place to uh, land there, and it's going to be a gain of about 13 or 14, and they'll move the sticks. They ran a crossing route on that far side, and Banker came back to the ball just beyond the sticks, and that'll be a first down. And that builds you a little bit of momentum, something that necessarily the team that's on the, bo- as on the board really needs, but uh, it, it's a good opportunity here for Scott to maybe create a little bit of distance. They dropped the football here, though. Problem with the exchange. There's white jerseys in the neighborhood. This is a scrum right at the 30-yard line. We'll see who comes up with it. And it's going to be South football. It looks like they were trying to run an option up the middle, and quarterback Moritz decided to pull it. They, It looked like they had a reverse coming around the other side, but by the time he got to go pitch the ball at all, it had popped out, and as the ball hits the dirt, it was Cole Anderson coming up with the fumble recovery. And again, just a problem with the exchange, and things are a little bit tougher. You actually saw a man wide open just running free that dropped the ball here for Elkhorn South earlier. This one, there was a lot of traffic in there, and uh, it uh, ended up being on the turf. So turnovers have been a bit of a story here in the cold and the wind. Hand off to Moses Bryant right up the middle. Bryant gets mostly the line surge there. He's going to gain about four on the play. There wasn't a hole, but able to drive downfield was Elkhorn South's offensive line, and that line surge is going to gain him three and a half. Running the option in this ballgame is going to cause some issues because of what the field conditions are. We've seen Omaha Scut run the option and have some issues with that match point. We'll see if Elkhorn South continues to just run up the middle. Moses Bryant has carried the ball six times for 24 yards. Brayton Haley has three carries for 24 yards. And there we and saw again just Moses Bryant running it off the, the right side, not getting him into space, but anytime he does, we've seen flashes when he does get to the edge of being able to make a few guys miss and pick up good chunks of yards. Well, that, not in that case. He got a yard and a half because, again, there just wasn't a seam there at all. So it's going to be third and five here as they'll have two wingbacks in front of the quarterback. Moses Bryant will follow those blockers right up the middle, finds a seam, puts his head down, bounces through but off the tackle, and will walk into the end zone the last three yards for the touchdown. Moses Bryant. Coming off the left side, it's been the exact same play they continue to run. He runs off to the left and just bounces to the right, bouncing off defenders as well and finding no one out in front of him because there have been so many Skyhawk defenders get right at the point of contact on the line of scrimmage. And Moses Bryant, once he beat the first line of defenders, there was no one back there. So a 25-yard scamper here. And now the uh, extra point coming up here by Hunter Albers. The kick is up. It is high, and it is good. And that's the difference of the ball game right now. After the five points bank touchdown by Moses Bryant from 25 yards out, you get the extra point, and Alcorn South now leads Scott 7-6 with 8.08 to go here in the second quarter. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back here to Memorial Stadium in Lincoln for the Class B State Championship game right after this timeout. The University of Nebraska at Kearney is ready to make a difference for you. Here, you'll get a quality education and graduate on time with less debt. 
you'll also have an unforgettable college experience. Join a club, become a leader, make a real difference for yourself and others. Choosing the right college is a big decision. Trust your future with people who care about your success. Choose the University of Nebraska at Kearney, because we are difference makers. Visit unk.edu and schedule a campus visit today. Today, more and more people are insuring their homes with us through Auto Owners Insurance. I'm Dave Challey at Barney Insurance. We'll provide low-cost, quality protection, claim service second to none, and if you insure both your home and car through Auto Owners Insurance, you'll qualify for additional premium discounts. Stop by or give us a call at 237-2222. We're Barney Insurance. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney And welcome back to Memorial Stadium. Hunter Albers with the kickoff here for Elkhorn South. Bounces it at about the five-yard line. It goes into the end zone. They pick it up, but you can't return a kick out of the end zone in uh, high school football. So that ball will be marked at the 20-yard line here. And we were talking a little bit about uh, about um, Moses Bryant, his athleticism, but he also runs very hard. And also the cold might have helped him with that uh, running game from 25 yards out of play ago. The cold and the rain make it hard to hang on to the football, but for defenders it becomes equally as hard to wrap up and grab the ball carriers. So Ryan Moritz will uh, pitch the ball out. They get it on that left side and in space, busting through there is Kurt Randall. Randall cuts through. He's at the 50. He's at the 40. Has a seam trying to outrun everybody. He's at the 10, the 5, touchdown. Well, that didn't take long. One play later, and just as we said, it becomes harder to wrap up defenders. When he got out onto the edge, Kurt Randall had a few players out in front of him, and they all came up and tried to arm tackle instead of squaring him up a little bit more, and he slipped right off, scampered all the way downfield, give them the the edge right back. 80 yards on the play, had a seam out there, and you go, oh, that's a nice little run of about 15 yards, and then he just squirted through there, stiff-arm one guy, and takes it to the house. 80 yards, that had had three lead blockers out there, then he cut back to the inside, made one man miss, and then off we go. So they will kick the extra point, and the kick is up, and it is good. So they punch that one through, a nice job there by Quinn Mendlick, to add the extra point, and one play later, that six-point lead is right back here. They go 80 yards for the five-points-bank touchdown, and Scott right back on top of Elkhorn South, 13-7. to Back to Memorial Stadium right after this timeout. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. I would like it back, please.
Capital Stadium in Lincoln, and Lightning has just struck again. The kickoff to the left side, finding a seam, and Moses Bryant down the left sideline is able to take it the distance for the touchdown. We have scored three touchdowns in the last 19 seconds or so here at Memorial Stadium. We went through the the entire first quarter, and then these last, uh, to start the first half of the second quarter, saying how just explosive Moses Bryant is, but he's been held in check. He hasn't been held in check the last two times he's touched the football. And the extra point on the way here from Hunter Albers, and the kick is up, and it is good. Elkhorn South now with a 14-13 to lead, and we dare not step away again <laughs> for another uh, timeout here. Another five points bang. Touchdown scored here at Memorial Stadium, and boy, you just look at this scoring in the last few seconds uh, since the uh, 7.54 mark, excuse me, since the 8.0, oh, never mind, in any event, at 8.08, at 7.54, and now it's 7.38 on the clock. We've had touchdowns, and back on top here is Elkhorn South. They now lead it 14-13, to 13, and wow. I mean, you get the 80-yard run, their very first play, after the kickoff went into the end zone, and then Moses Bryant is able to take it right down the field for a huge run here uh, on the kickoff return, and that is impressive. A 57-yard, I mean, a uh, that would be a 97-yard return. We, we've been saying that there are a lot of, there, there's just a plethora of athletes on both both teams. These kickers you might see might start kicking a little bit more to the upbacks, not leaving themselves open to the big playability of all the returners in this game, and the that last example, Moses Bryant. Whatever you can do, I can do better. Hunter Albers is going to kick it off here, and it's going to be picked up at about the 10-yard line. And Darrow goes right up the middle, and he's going to be enveloped by the storm at about the uh, 28-yard line. There was a little seam there, but then it closed down, and there just was a pile of humanity, and it just kind of uh, ended things here on the uh, return for J.D. Darrow. 28-yard line, and that, that's a good return, but... When you look at the last couple plays that have happened, people are going to look at that and say, oh, well, he he didn't take it for a touchdown compared to what we've seen in Moses Bryant taking it to the house. But the last time Omaha Scutt had the ball, they squeaked out for an 80-yard run to start their drive. And Kurt Randall, again, after that 80-yard run, is in the I formation. They're going to look to throw the ball. Moritz on that left side, and it's going to be incomplete, trying to connect out there uh, on the uh, left side there with Christian Banker. They keep getting Banker isolated, usually to the far side, and they're getting some one-on-one coverage, just haven't been able to connect on a lot of these one-on-one opportunities with him just running a fly downfield. We'll see if they can get that going because Banker has been their playmaker downfield. Moritz will step in under center. They'll have the eye formation behind him as Kurt Randall will be in the eye here, and they'll pitch it out to him. He has a couple of lead blockers, and uh, he'll get it out to the 30-yard line, so that'll be a gain of two, third and eight now for Scott. Now it looks like both the, these offenses coming down a little bit to earth as we've seen the three touchdowns in about 30, 40 seconds. <laughs> we haven't scored a touchdown in three plays. I wouldn't say that we've, we've really established a whole lot here. <laughs> But, yeah, after having three plays in a row where you scored, yeah, you got a point. I have to admit that. Our average certainly has gone off. So it'll be third and eight. Moritz will have the I formation as he steps in under center. He's looking to throw, rolling out to his right. 
Right-handed quarterback throws in traffic, and it's going to be incomplete. They were trying to connect out there with Banker, but real good coverage uh, here for Elkhorn South by uh, Matthew Slaminski. And part of that reason why that coverage is so good, Slaminski is 6'4", with long arms. That doesn't leave a lot of room for a ball to fit in there. No, Slim, Slaminski, as soon as he, if he's guarding anyone out on the edge, you're going to have to find a way to fit that ball into a tight space. And so far, we've, we're watching through this first half, very difficult for Moritz to hang on to the football and deliver strikes when they do have to run passing patterns. Menlick in punt formation here. And uh, the snap is a little bit high, so they're in trouble. They're scrambling back there. They're looking to throw. They get the rugby kick off. What a great job by Menlick, and he's going to kick it down there with nobody down there to recover it. It's going to roll inside the 15-yard line, down to the 14, and Menlick with a huge play as he got that off somehow and got a huge roll out of it. We do have to say, Jared Jennings laid a wonderful Looking at the, the wrong roster there, Ben Zach, number nine for Omaha Scott, laid a tremendous block in the backfield to allow Menlik to get to the edge, get that rugby-style kick off. And what was looking like was going to be a loss, another great field position for Elkhorn South, rolls all the way down to the 14-yard line. Great, great job by Menlik to hang on to the ball and manage to get it off. Well, it was a high snap, and maybe one he could have handled, but with that wet field, it certainly didn't work out that way. Following everybody up the middle here is going to be Brayden Wright. Wright from his pistol formation goes on that right side. They had two wing backs, two running backs, and a fullback leading the way out for him going right up the middle. If you play pool, it kind of looked like the, the angle of when you put all 15 balls together. And he was just out of the uh, top of where the uh, one ball would be, trying to follow the rest of the, the, the balls through the hole. There wasn't much of a hole as he gained maybe a half yard. And they're going to go with that same formation here, but this time... Moses Bryant will be behind him, and they'll hand it off to him. Bryant, following that lead block, will stiff arm, get to the outside, past the 20, down to the 30, and he's going to be out to about the 32, that 33-yard line. More than enough for a first down. The play looked like it was to run just off tackle, but Bryant bounced it out just a little bit more through a stiff arm, and he continues to show just how athletic he is and why he is their go-to guy on offense. I'm, I'm impressed by his strength as well. We knew he'd run between the tackles, wasn't afraid to do that. Never thought he had any fear, but he's showing a lot more strength than what I really thought that he had. They'll hand the ball off uh, to the other running back going right up the middle. That's going to be Haley Bryant, and Bryant doesn't have much room to go there at all. His fourth carry is going to get him no, oh, about uh, three more yards. So he now has 27 carries to 27 yards so far here in the first half. 14-13, South with the lead over Omaha Scott with 5:22 to go, second quarter. So about seven yards to go here on second down, and again, two wing backs will be the lead blockers here as they'll hand the ball up the middle, and again, no room to run there for Braden Haley. Haley getting the last two runs, but a lot more of a power back as opposed to uh, what we've seen from Moses Bryant being the, the athletic back. Not saying uh, that Bryant cannot run power because he has. He has run very powerful plays and run right up the middle, but you'll see him come into the game here on this, this third and medium. Well, third and five, we'll see whether or not they do play action here as they go with the exact same formation, a little bit of miscommunication. Quarterbacks are going to have to carry it right. We'll try to follow his blockers. He loses the football. 
Did he go out of bounds first? No, they're going to say it's a live ball, and it is going to be recovered here by Scott. And Braden is just beside himself. Braden Wright is absolutely beside himself as he was starting to go out of bounds, decided to cut back to the inside, nearly stepped on that sideline before he lost the football. That was Jack Chambers coming through as he wrapped up. He also punched at the ball before he was taking him out of bounds, and it looked like it was supposed to be a run, another run for Moses Bryant, but he ran to the right side as Braden Wright reached to hand it off to the left side. That caused some confusion, so Wright decided he had to turn and run the ball upfield as he got to the sideline. Another fumble in this wet weather. And the ball somehow stayed in bounds here for Scott Catholic to pounce on, and it will be first and ten. And the officials are uh, huddled up. I'm not sure why. The ball is at the 45-yard line, and the weather certainly rearing its head there. And they're having a discussion there at the 40. And again, there's no no replay in high school football, but could they be looking over their shoulder and looking up there? Yeah, they could, but I don't think they are. Uh, I think it's uh, clear that he was in bounds, and the ball stayed in bounds as well. I want to remind you that all of our games do stream live on all of our high school games here on Platte River Radio Group of Stations and at PlatteRiverPreps.com. And it's all brought to you by Barney Insurance and Carney Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. Just log on to PlatteRiverPreps.com for any of the broadcasts on any of our stations. And shortly after we conclude things, we have the podcast up for you immediately. I know a lot of people that go to the game and then listen to the game on the way home. Yeah, you can get the available anytime. Free downloads. It's not one of those where you have to go to, to pay to have it downloaded. And our uh, producer back at the studio, Ed Smith, does a great job getting that up immediately after the game is done. So I formation here for Moritz. And Moritz looking to throw. Drops back five. Lobs it on that right side. Man-to-man coverage. And it's going to be caught. It was underthrown to making a better adjustment to the ball is Banker. We've seen that play many times. That time, Banker won the battle. And it'll be first and goal here. I think they're going to spot it right at the 10-yard line. On that play, Moritz managed to leave the ball with a little bit more hang time. Banker able to find a way back to the ball, come back to it, adjust to where the ball was in flight. And really, he just took it away from the defender once the ball got there. Moritz, 7 of 13 now for 93 yards, and it's first and goal from the 10-yard line. Nose of the ball on the 10. They put the split end out on the left end, and they'll hand off to the left side, and the fullback gets hit and knocked backward, is actually going to lose a couple of yards. They handed it off to uh, Kurt Randall, and Randall had nowhere to go. Linebacker filled that hole very, very nicely. Yeah, everything was just running off to the left, but a great surge there from Elkhorn South to, to cover the gap without giving any room to run for the Skyhawks. Max Gunther coming up there and making the play, and uh, it did not wrap up exceptionally well, but boy, did he lay the wood as he filled in that hole. So they're going to split one wide out to the right, which is the wide side of the field. And uh, they're going to roll out a little uh, bootleg pass on the right side. Pass is going to be complete at the 10, and another good open field tackle there. The pass was complete uh, out here for Jake Archer, and then Archer was just raced. But I mean, there's a, a late flag came in. Not not sure where that was or what, what the call is going to be. It's a legal, uh, unel- ineligible receiver downfield there. And again, that was a bit of a slow-developing play as they put the ball on the hip. That was a good ball fake 
by Moritz at quarterback, who uh, faked the handoff, literally put the ball on his hip and rolled out with it. Yeah, that's dangerous so far as we've seen in this game to do anything but put two hands on the football, but carried out that fake very well. You saw a couple of the Storm defenders go with the fake on the, the, the play to the far side, but as he came back to the right side, one of the one of the linemen managed to slip downfield just a little too far. Well, this has been a uh, fun game. as a lot of offense in this one, but uh, the penalty here, they're actually going to take the penalty. I thought maybe you might want to decline that instead of repeating second down, but I guess you're thinking let's back him up a little bit and make a potential field goal just that much harder. So it is uh, going to stay second down, but they're going to back him out now to about the 17, closer to the 18-yard line here. So in the pistol formation is going to be Moritz. Moritz calling the snap. Will fake the handoff. Roll to his left. He's going to run. He's going to run through a couple of tackles at the 15. Puts his head down. Brings it down to about the 9. And that's where it's going to be third and goal here for the Skyhawks. Moritz did a good job of faking the pass out into the flat and turning upfield once he did get hit by any defenders. Very, very squirrely to, to slip through those arm tackles, and again, hard to wrap up these players in the open field. So third and nine, and we do have a player down here for Elkhorn South, and I believe that is uh, Dixon Loeffler, the 6'3", 270-pound senior lineman here. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting back to the game of life with two locations in Kearney. They are attending to him. He has uh, that right leg up. They're attending on that right leg, and they're going to help him up off from about the 20-yard line. And He's going to run off the field in pretty good shape. Doesn't look like he's too much uh, worse for wear here, but he's got to come out for a play, or South is going to have to call a timeout. It's going to be third and goal from about the nine. That's good news for Elkhorn South because not only is he one of their defensive tackles, he's their right guard and definitely someone they try to run behind on offense. So to see him get up and not just walk off the field but run off the field, very good news going forward. And they like to pull him a lot too to try to get some of that speed to the outside as well. Well, here we go, third. and This is a big play here, third and goal from the 10 with 3.01 to go here before halftime. One-point ball game. South with the lead. Scott with the scoring opportunity here. And they're talking with the uh, Scott sideline on that far side. I think they're talking timing and where the ball is spotted and all that other stuff. One of the issues with the uh, the state championship games is, is being on TV. And it's wonderful that these games get to be on TV. But there are times where it takes a timeout and you, you have to let the entire TV timeout play out. So going to try to keep that ball dry as, as all the, the, the ads and everything plays on TV, but right back to play for, for these high school kids is that's not something normally they get to go through throughout the season. Yeah, great opportunity, but also if you're not used to it, it can kind of throw you off. But these two teams have, uh, again, Scott wasn't here last year, but South was, and Scott was here the last two years. So they coaches understand this, that's for sure. Moritz drops back, three-step drop, lobs it in the end zone, in traffic, and it's going to be incomplete. Great coverage there in underneath here for Elkhorn South. That's Mick Williams on the coverage. As, again, that was a, a win for the defense, but you know, maybe a little bit of a dangerous ball there in what essentially is double coverage, but you got to roll the dice sometime. One of the plays that uh, you, you see a lot of coaches go to, but you see an equal number of coaches hate is when you get into the red zone and you just throw a fade up to one of your playmakers and that's 
that's what the Skyhawks want to do, but Mick Williams has done a fantastic job through this first half of really limiting the big plays from Christian Banker. Quinn Menlick will now try a 27-yard field goal to put Scott back on top. They trail by a point. Good snap, good hold. Kick is up. We have whistles. It is good. I thought I heard whistles, but apparently that was on the fans. It uh, it was a live play, and Menlick hits the 27-yard field goal to put Scott back on top. They now lead it 16-14 to with 2.46 to go here in the second quarter. have to say this quick. We'll have a timeout. We'll be back with a kickoff right after this. Anderson Brothers can rewire your entire house or just add a handy outlet. We can fix an annoying drip or install a whole new kitchen and bath. We can change your furnace filter or convert your entire home to geothermal heat. After all, our name says it all. Anderson Brothers Electric, Plumbing, and Heating. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers. Neighbors serving your neighborhood for over 65 years. And welcome back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank member FDIC. Menlik will tee it up here after hitting the 27-yard field goal. And the rain continues to come down here. A chilly night at Memorial Stadium, and the wind swirling enough that it knocks the ball down, and Menlink will have a holder. That will be J.D. Darrow, who will now hold the football. You don't have to hold it until it blows down once, and then you do. That has a little bit of an impact because your safety then is going to be behind everybody else besides your kicker. Menlink will put the foot into it at the 40. High kick, going to be picked up right at the goal line, and just short of it. So they're going to bring it out. Bouncing to the uh, outside on the right side here is going to be Haley. And Haley, trying to find a little seam, brings it across the 15 to the 17-yard line. You couldn't have kicked that one. You couldn't put it any better because it was about a half yard short of going into the end zone. And Haley wasn't sure if they were going to blow that dead. Son, run the ball out. If they blow the whistles, there's your indication. There, There was a very good job. Done by Menlik to kick it away from Moses Bryant, but Brayton Haley looked confused as he caught the ball about the one-yard line, turned and looked at the official, didn't know what to do for a second, and that gave plenty of time for the coverage to get downfield. Yeah, if he doesn't catch that, it goes through the end zone. No question about it. But you don't like to have have balls bouncing around on a kickoff because it's a live ball. Quarterback's going to keep it. Going right up the middle here is Brayton Wright. Wright lands on top of the... uh, the tackler, and I don't know if they're going to give him extra yardage for that. I think they did. They gave it out to him to about the 25, so that will be a gain of about four. Wright made a good read there as they ran that read option to the edge with Moses Bryant coming through, but Andrew Hoffman, one of the linebackers for the Skyhawks, wrapped him up, held him just to the four yards. That could have been more. I misspoke. The ball is at the 20-yard line, not the 25. They take the ball out of Moses Bryant's hand, and going right back up the middle here is going to be Wright. And uh, there wasn't a whole lot there to get, but he got the three yards. That time, Connor Fenton, with some good penetration, tripped him up by the shoestrings. If Wright can manage to get to the line of scrimmage without someone hitting him, he might be gone for 10-15 or more. But right now, there's a great surge coming from Omaha Scutt on the point of contact as Elkhorn South continues to run this read option. Third and three, about a minute 40 to go when they snap the ball. Actually, it's going to be less than that because they're taking their time. And they hand it off to Bryant. Bryant, trying to find a hole, is going to put his head down, and he's going to be a good yard short of the first down. So it's going to be fourth and one. And I think Scott's going to call the timeout to force the punt into this win. 
that's the right move by, by Scott to make sure they do punt the ball because you leave plenty of time for your own playmakers, one, to make something happen on the punt, but also your playmakers on offense have done really well picking up plays, and they just got a field goal on their last possession, try to score before they go into half because Elkhorn South is going to have the ball coming out of the break. This time out brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. They will call the time out. We'll keep it right here. Uh, and, uh, again, I, I'm with you. I think this is a good decision. Uh, funny things can happen with a punt, though. Sometimes, especially in the wind here, sure, the ball can go through the, the, center, the punter's hand. We've seen that. Uh, we also can see somebody in wide open spaces either drop the football. We've seen that. You know, it, so – this can work against Scott. I think Scott's making the right decision. I'm not questioning their decision at all. But sometimes this will jump up and actually bite you if the guy doesn't handle the punt. Back deep to receive it here for Scott is going to be Jackson Gordon. So far in this game, we've seen a punt blocked and a punter lose the ball. Looks like right now, though, they're lined up to go for it on fourth. Force the other team to, to call a timeout and adjust. That's a good play there by uh, South, forcing them to call the time, making Scott call the timeout, burn another timeout. I think they'll still punt it here. Again, timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. I, I like that, you know, we can call the timeout if they don't fall for it. Uh, and so Scott goes out there, looks like line up like they're going to go for it, forces Elkhorn South to call the timeout. And now they're talking about, all right, we've got punt safe, and then we'll do this. And we'll do, if they line up for that, we've got to do this. And it forces Scott to call one of their timeouts. So they're out of timeouts now. They still have some time. They'll, after the punt, still have about a minute 15 at least when they start the drive. And Elkhorn South, even if they don't actually go for it here, they could do a hard count, try to get the first down. And if it gets down to that late play clock, call timeout themselves. They are lined up to go for it. They've got the two running backs in front of the uh, quarterback, Braden Wright. Wright trying the hard count. Not moving a lot there. Just trying to bark it out. And now they're going to call a timeout themselves. Yep, now they're going to change that personnel, and we'll go back to where we were. And again, timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank member FDIC. Give them their full complement of uh, the read there on several back-to-back-to-back timeouts here uh, at Memorial Stadium as you kind of see the chess match here between Elkhorn South and Omaha Scott. And, again, I like the coach's decisions. This is one of the fun things about football. People talk about baseball and all the moves and pulling this guy Football has got a lot of that stuff, too, and you just saw a pretty good example of it here. Your timeouts aren't going to carry over, so if you have an opportunity with under a minute and a half left in the uh, under a minute and a half left in the second quarter, use them if you have the opportunity to give your put yourself in a better position to try to make something happen in the, the in this last bit before they get to halftime. That was still successful for South because that forced them to take that extra timeout. So in uh, punt formation here for uh, Elkhorn South is going to be Albers. And they changed the uh, the return guy back there. I think it's uh, Banker who's the return guy. Albers gets the snap. 
Not much pressure coming. He's able to kind of pooch it up ahead, and it's going to be picked up by, by uh, the uh, returner at the uh, 50-yard line, and he'll to make a left-hand turn, and that's not going to benefit Jackson Gordon a whole lot because here comes the cavalry as he'll be wrapped up at the 45. But they're across midfield. That's good field position here for Scott, even though they do not have any time left. They'll have it first and 10 with a minute 12 to go before halftime. It has looked like their, their field goal kicker, Menlik can probably knock it in from about the the 35 yards out, so they do need to get inside the 20 and give them a chance to try to tack that on if they don't get six. So directing traffic is uh, Moritz as they come out of the huddle. is still talking to his running backs as they line up here. They'll have the eye formation, and Moritz will hand it off. And are we looking to throw? Yes, we are. The wingback pass is going to be thrown to the right side, and it's going to be tipped and incomplete. Good coverage on the uh, outside here for Elkhorn South. That's uh, Alex Sanger, who uh, stayed true to his position there. And uh, rolling out for the pass was J.D. Darrow, and that one falls incomplete. As they ran everything to the far side, Sanger wasn't fooled at all. Stuck with his assignment, almost had a chance at the interception as the ball was thrown up for grabs. And the win was at uh, the back of the would-be quarterback, uh, J.D. Darrow. That's Darrow's second pass attempt. His first one was complete for a negative five yards when he uh, dropped the snap on a field goal attempt. So now Moritz, I think, will probably be a little bit more traditional quarterback-looking throw here as he just throws to the left side. It's going to be complete and uh, down to the 32-yard line, slipping through in under traffic, making the catch there is going to be Jack Chambers, and Chambers will have enough for the first down. They'll stop the clock to move the chains here with 58 seconds to go. It'll be first and 10 from 31. Quickly back to the line of scrimmage. Scott keeping everything wide. Time really not a huge issue here. Moritz throws to the left side. Going to be complete over there and dancing out of bounds after making the catch is going to be Trevor Gibson. In that time, there was another great uh, block thrown by the receiver out on the edge. They keep throwing the ball into the flat, but the wide receivers keep coming back in themselves and throwing blocks and making sure that they can get that extra three, four, five yards to get the first down or get out of bounds as they did on that play. First and 10 from the 20, and again, this is pretty effective work here. 16-14, Scott already has a two-point lead trying to add on to it. And again, time is not a major issue here unless they get a sack. And we have a stoppage, and I think maybe South has used their final timeout to maybe, might be one of those uh, basketball timeouts where you try to stop the momentum. So South does call the timeout. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take timeout to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. We will take the timeout as well. 49 seconds to go here. It'll be first and 10 from the 20 for Scott. We come back after this. Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, See Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. And welcome back here to Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. Well, we don't have to worry about any more timeouts from here on out. The uh, cupboard is bare for both of these two teams. 49 seconds to go, two-point ball game, 16-14, Scott with the lead and the ball at the 20-yard line, trying to add to their lead. 
As Moritz will step in under center, he's going to have two wideouts to the short side of the field to the left. And Banker split out wide to the right. He's rolling out that direction, looking for Banker. Pump fake. He throws that direction into the end zone and is nearly intercepted. They're trying to get out there to Banker, but the, uh, the Storm had the best chance of making the interception. Mick Williams has done a good job. No matter what side of the field Banker is on, Williams continues to follow him around. And on that particular play, he actually had the better shot at the pass. So good coverage, and again, we had a huge pass reception where basically the banker made a better adjustment to the ball. I think that's what we were attempting there, but didn't quite happen because Williams had such good coverage. So Moritz out of the shotgun, takes the snap, quick throw, left side, caught, inbounds, and uh, now pitching the ball after making the catch is J.D. Darrow. Clock moving here, now with 33 seconds to go. Ball being spotted at the 12-yard line. Clock still moving. Third and about two. They've got to get it to the 10. Moritz takes the snap. Quick throw. Right side pass incomplete. And it's going to be fourth down. And I think we're probably going to see the kicking game here for Scott. That's actually better for Scott that they dropped the ball there because they were getting wrapped up. They hadn't got to the 10-yard line, which is where the sticks were. So the clock was going to continue to run. And that's really hard to run your field goal unit onto the field with less than 20 seconds, get everyone lined up, especially with how wet it is out on the field right now. So the ball is at the 12-yard line. I think they're lined up to go for it. I don't see the kicker out there. Coming in is number 18, Gordon, instead of 16, Menlik. So they're going for it here on fourth down, 22 seconds left. And they're going to hand the ball off. Cutting back to the inside, getting the first down and being down at about the eight-yard line is going to be the uh, fullback here, Kurt Randall. And they'll stop to move the chains with 16 seconds left. It's first and goal from about the seven-yard line. Time to maybe throw this one in the end zone and hope that you get it, or are you going to clock it? Looks like they're going to clock it as they'll get it, and uh, that's exactly what they'll do. They'll throw it right in the turf, so Moritz will throw it down. And it will stop the clock now with 13 seconds left. Left themselves just enough time if they want to. You can still run a quick play on offense as long as you run it to the end zone or it's a play through the air. And if there's nothing right away, just throw the ball through the back of the end zone. Give yourself still some time to kick the kick the field goal. So obviously you got to get out of bounds or you got to be incomplete. You throw the ball in the end zone, except for an interception. There's You don't have to worry about time that way. So under center is Moritz. Moritz is going to roll out to his right. Backside pressure throws it in underneath. It's going to be knocked down incomplete. That is great coverage there by Shane Denton. But that play didn't take much time. You got one more shot at it here on third and seven. There's 10 seconds left. I think you got time. And there's definitely time. The way they have developed their plays to run so fast. Run, run a quick play out to the the edge as they have been get someone just doing a quick comeback to the ball or a a quick slant but we'll have to see if they can get that and make sure that they aren't tackled in bounds Moritz will be in the pistol and they'll throw it in underneath and we've got a whistle I think we got a legal procedure no they're actually pointing to Elkhorn South I think this is going to cost South half the distance to the goal It may have lined up offsides. Well, they pointed one direction before, 
And now we're backing up five yards and have the penalty go against uh, Scott. And again, if you're offsides, a lot of times they let that be what they call a free play. Now backing up a, a little bit. A little harder to run that play quite as quick. You might see them them kick it here instead of use the full 10 seconds, but they're still fast enough if they can run something exactly to the sticks to, to leave themselves a little time if they don't get in. Well, if you get under center, it's going to be a two-step drop and a lob to the end zone. If you see the pistol, it's going to be maybe a quick slant. And they're going to step in under center. So I called it. Let's see what we do here. Moritz will take the snap. Three-step, four-step, five-step drop. Throws it left side, and it's going to be incomplete at about the one-yard line, and there's six seconds left. It was conceivable that ball could have been caught by Banker, and Banker be downed at the one. That, that would have been disastrous. That's what it looked like as he was coming back to the ball. He would have caught it and been down at the one, probably two-yard line. Mick Williams again following all the way to the other side and staying on uh, Banker, not giving him any room to make a play. They're going to spot the ball right at the 19-yard line, so this will be a 29-yard field goal coming up here for Quinn Menlick. Menlick has one Missed extra point and has hit one field goal. Darrow is the holder. Snap is down. Menlik's kick is up. It is fluttering through, and it is up and good. And that was the final play before halftime. And with that, Scott has built a 19-14 lead heading into the locker room. So 29-yard field goal by Quinn Menlick is the final play of the game. 11-play drive, 32 yards, took off the final minute 12 seconds as they actually had the chance to get the touchdown. They actually ran a very effective two-minute drill, if you will, and uh, there was a nice hold there as uh, that was a low snap, and uh, J.D. Darrow with a good hold to allow Menlick to punch that one in from 29 yards out. And Scott now with a five-point lead. 19 to 14. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have the Ravenna Sanitation halftime report. It looks like they're actually going to say that there's one or two seconds left on the clock after that ball went through. They're, they're bringing uh, Omaha Scut back. They were running to the locker room. Well, I was running to the locker room too, mentally. <laughs> but it does look like they'll have to at least kick the ball off. Probably, this will most definitely be the, the last play of the half. Well, here you go. You got the Stanford band play. Now that's what you, you got here. And uh, Coach Terman is not happy because when they when they snapped it, there was six seconds left. Six. Okay, you got you got the snap, you got the hold, you got the kick, and the clock doesn't stop until the ball hits something. And I guess they did have the net up there. So okay, in high school, you would have had to wait for it to land. To smart, stop the clock. Smart move by Coach Terman, though, and then the rest of the Omaha Scut, or yeah, and the rest of the the coaching staff to know that you have a playmaker back there who can run it all the way back in these two seconds. So make them kick the ball off. Well, with the wind at his back, Quinn Menlink, I think, uh, if, son, if you can kick this in the end zone, do that. He's going to kick it. It's going to be a squib, which I hate squib kicks, and it's going to be picked up by Moses Bryant at the 18-yard line. But since he had trouble coming up with it, he really can't uh, get to any wall, and they're going to tackle him after only a four-yard return, and that will be the final play of the first half. Now it's official. We're heading to the locker rooms with Scott leading Elkhorn South 19-14. to And now we'll be back with the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report right after this timeout. 
Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that, girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere? But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. For food that'll make you stand up and cheer, head to Fanatics. Start with traditional appetizers like mozzarella or breadsticks, or add a little spice to your life with jalapeno poppers. And don't forget the famous wings you can enjoy as appetizers or as a meal itself. Bite into their huge selection of burgers, pizzas, calzones, or sandwiches. With over 30 HDTVs, the bullpen, and their new party room, there's something always going on at Fanatics. Food that will make you stand up and cheer. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney. Five Points Bank. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. This is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local Yellow Pages. We're at halftime here where uh, the number three seed, Omaha Scott, has a 19-14 to 14 lead over the top seed, top-ranked, and undefeated Elkhorn South. It's 19-14 to 14 here at intermission and uh, all sorts of Interesting aspects to this game. We had uh, turnovers. Both teams to turn the ball over a couple of times. Uh, one of those turnovers turned into a 91-yard drive that got uh, Scott on the board to get things started here as they lead it at intermission. After the uh, fumble, gave them the ball at the uh, 9-yard line. From that point on, they were able to drive down the field, and Connor Fenton, his only carry of the game, he's able to take it in for a four-yard run. The kick by Quinn Menlick was uh, no good, and it was uh, 6 to nothing Scott with 4.36 to go in the first quarter. And then in the last eight minutes of the uh, second quarter, a lot of action. Bryant Moses with a 25-yard run. The extra point was uh, good by uh, Elkhorn South, and they built a 7-6 to six lead at that point. Then the first play from scrimmage from that point on, Kurt Randall took it 80 yards off that left side, down the sideline for the touchdown, a drive that only took 14 seconds. It was a one-play drive, 80 yards after the touchback, and uh, only uh, 14 seconds after the touchdown. Well, Kurt Randall would put Scott back on top, by a score of 13-7 to as the extra point was good. The ensuing kickoff, well, another 16 seconds later, Moses Bryant takes it 97 yards for the touchdown. Albers hit the extra point. It was 14-13. to South had the lead over Scott, but then a couple of Quinn Menlick field goals, one with 2.46 to go and the other one with two seconds to go before halftime, a 27 and a 29-yarder has put Scott back on top here, 19-14, to 14, as we hit the locker rooms. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, by the way, our scoring summary, our scoring wrap-up brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered, wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau 
Ian Carney. We'll continue with more of the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report as Caleb will take a look at our stats when we come back here to Memorial Stadium right after this timeout. I had some things bothering me, some pain, and doctors suspected that it was cancer. All of a sudden I get a call and I found out the cancer is moving to your lungs very rapidly. You need to go see Dr. Pornshai immediately. I had knew about the Morrison Cancer Center, yes. I had heard some good things about it. I didn't even think about going anywhere else. Chemo is very tough. They cared about every step of the process. They made you feel at home as, as well as they can in a cancer center. I had nine weeks of treatment. And then, you know, we did a couple more tests down the road with them. I mean, they said things started to turn around a little. It was, uh, I don't know, it's hard to describe. It was like a weight being lifted. It changes your life every minute for the rest of it. I'm Ronald Faber, and I was treated here in Mary Lanning. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Parents, your job is hard. Helping your student find a college won't be your last parental duty. At Hastings College, we promise to say everything you would because we mentor students as if they're our own. Find us at Hastings.edu. PlatteRiverPreps.com is your source for high school sports results and updates seven days a week, covering over 70 teams across central Nebraska. Whether you're a high school athlete, a proud parent, or a sports fan, you'll stay on top of your teams at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Welcome back to Memorial Stadium with the Class B State Championship game. We're here at halftime. Omaha Scott Catholic holds a 19-14 lead as they got a field goal there in the final few seconds. We're Back at the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local yellow pages. Taking a look at these stats through the first half, three of six is what Braden Wright is for Elkhorn South passing. He's only thrown the ball six times, 31 yards through the air. No, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but Moses Bryant has been the big playmaker. He had the touchdown return for a touchdown as we saw a number of plays scored within about 30 40 seconds but he's also got 10 rushes for 71 yards and one of those being a touchdown Brayton Haley also has five touches for 29 yards and Brayden Wright quarterback for Elkhorn South has run seven times for 22 yards and as we said only six passing attempts so that doesn't leave a lot of room for these receivers Brayton Haley has one catch for 24 yards Moses Bryant one for five and Mick Williams, who has been playing lockdown defense on Banker of Scut, has one catch for two yards. Looking at Omaha, Omaha Scut Catholic in their passing, they've put the ball up in the air 24 times. J.D. Darrow has had to throw the ball a couple times. He's thrown completed one pass for negative five yards, but Ryan Moritz, the, the traditional quarterback, 22 attempts through the air. Only 10 of those have been completed, but that's for 126 yards, and they've really been making their uh, making their money with that but also getting 126 yards is Kurt Randall with 10 attempts he did have that 80 yard rush on the ground so that that is a big chunk of his production through the game Ryan Moritz the quarterback has had five attempts for 16 yards and Connor Fenton has also run the ball once for four yards that was for a touchdown and with those 10 completions for Ryan Moritz five of those have been to banker but a number of those have been trying to isolate him on the edge, 78 yards through the air. Jack Chambers also has two catches for 26 yards. 
Trevor Gibson has one catch for 11 yards. J.D. Darrow, one catch for nine. And Jake Archer, one catch for two yards. We'll come back. We'll talk about a little bit of the games that have gone on so far throughout yesterday and today and kind of bring you up to speed with what has gone on in our other five championship games. One champion still to crown here from Memorial Field. We'll come back with the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report right after this. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that, girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. For food that'll make you stand up and cheer, head to Fanatics. Start with traditional appetizers like mozzarella or breadsticks, or add a little spice to your life with jalapeno poppers. And don't forget the famous wings you can enjoy as appetizers or as a meal itself. Bite into their huge selection of burgers, pizzas, calzones, or sandwiches. With over 30 HD TVs, the bullpen, and their new party room, there's something always going on at Fanatics. Food that will make you stand up and cheer. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. Welcome back to Memorial Stadium, where Scott has the lead over Elkhorn South 19-14 here at intermission. As Caleb mentioned, they've crowned five state champions. We'll go in uh, alphabetical order. In Class A last night, Bellevue West with a 43-6 lead over Omaha North. Uh, not surprised West won that game, surprised by the margin of victory, 37 points, a running clock. I don't think that's happened to Omaha North in the past uh, five to seven years or so. Here in Class B, we're at halftime. And again, a five-point lead for Scott, 19-14 to 14 over Elkhorn South. The C-1 state championship heads to the northeast part of the state. O'Neill surprising Bishop Newman, 39-22, and really dominating and controlled that second half after being down by a point and intermission scoring the last 18 points of the ball game. In Class C2, Warburg Claytonia shut out the Crofton Warriors 20 to nothing earlier today. And yesterday, the eight-man games, Burwell won the uh, second of those two uh, eight-man games as the Longhorns with a 47 to 18 win over Guardian Angels Central Catholic. Longhorns finished runner-up last year, did one better this year, and congratulations to them with that 47 to 18 win. And my uh, neighbor down the street, street, Jason Owens, very proud father, as rightly he should. His son, Caden, had a hand in five touchdowns in the state championship game, and Burwell wins it 47 to 18. In Class D2, Fall City Sacred Heart, they've been on top many a year in Class D2, and they are again this year as they pick up a 44-28 win over Twin Loop. So Bellevue West, O'Neill, Wilbur Claytonia, Burwell, Fall City, Sacred Heart already have the big trophy to put on their uh, in their trophy case back home. Either South or Scott will get that after another 24 minutes, the final 24 minutes 
of football for the entire season here and what really has been an exciting back and forth game. You've seen a lot of big plays. You've seen a lot of near misses as well. Uh, you know, we had snaps go through punters hands and they still are able to scramble out and get a punt down to the 14 yard line to uh, avert disaster. You've seen turnovers. Then the other team turns it right back over to them and just it, there's been a lot of ebb and flow, a lot of back and forth in this game, and it almost seems like whoever's going to make the last mistake is the team that's going to get the smaller trophy. It's been every bit of a, of a Shakespeare-written play where you've got the tragedy happening with right away there was a penalty, there was a turnover, and then there was another turnover, and you had the ball go through the punter's hands. But you've also had the, the, the comedy and the excitement of, you see in 40 seconds we had three touchdowns. So... You, you've got everything going with the, the sloppiness of what the, the field and the playing conditions are, but you also see just how talented, athletic, and, and really top top of the state all of these players are in, in this Class B title game that it can go from turnover, turnover to touchdown, 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 and just how well these players have played and how well these coaches have prepared them for this title game. Well, the first possession for both teams, you know, in the previous game, uh, both teams scored touchdowns their first two drives. Well, here in the Class B championship game, both teams swapped turnovers their first possession. After that uh, turnover by Elkhorn South, a 91-yard drive for the first score of the game here for Scott. And then after that, you had back-to-back touchdowns for uh, Elkhorn South, and in the middle in there, there was the long touchdown run for Scud as well, but then late uh, in the uh, second half, you had the punt, you, you had a fumble, and uh, that, that, that punt and fumble turned into uh, a couple of field goals here for Scott as they put together uh, nice drives of uh, 36 and uh, 32 yards, their last two drives, and enough to get close enough to kick the field. They started winning that field position. You can kind of see the wind having a little factor with that as well because they got relatively short field. You drive 36 yards with the wind at your back, you're in field goal range. Oh, yeah, and, and Scott has done well to to kick the field goals. And we've seen some troubles with extra points, not in th- just this game, but games throughout today as, as the weather has really changed from what people have been used to for the, the duration of the football season. But they've done well to get themselves in field goal range and take advantage of those field goals. Shows a lot of confidence in their kicker and a very nice job by Quinn Menlick to knock through a couple of those. Yeah, and again, uh, that that's one of the advantages here. Again, yeah, I missed the extra point, but he also was able to make up for that with a couple of field goals. Not easy in these conditions, uh, but both times he did have the wind at his back, and I think that's a little bit of a factor as well, uh, as weather has been a major factor here in the game. But Scott does have the lead here at intermission. They lead it 19-14. to 14. We'll continue with more of the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report here from Memorial Stadium in Lincoln as we wrap up the fall sports season with only 24 minutes of football action left. But again, this game still anybody's to, to win. Uh, the first four championship games were a little one-decided. You take a look at the score of our Class C1 game. It was a 17-point game, but boy, it was it was tight throughout. Uh, and this one could come down to the very final play between Scott and Elkhorn South. That would not surprise me as well as we're set up for that here. But Scott does have the 19-14 lead here at intermission. We'll continue with more of our Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report right after this timeout. 
New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. They treat all surgical and non-surgical orthopedic and sports medicine needs. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Call New West Sports Medicine today at 308-865-2570 to schedule your appointment. That's 308-865-2570. At Nebraska Land National Bank, we have accounts designed to fit your needs and financial goals. We offer the technology necessary to do business in today's busy world without sacrificing personal service. We have it all, from internet banking to personal banking and everything in between. So make the switch today. Our trained account transfer specialists provide you with personalized, detailed service. We're with you every step of the way to ensure a smooth and simple transfer. Stop by to visit with a specialist today. Nebraska Land National Bank. FDIC. Back here at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. Uh, a lot of rain. In fact, it's raining so much as they hand out the Believers and Achievers Award here for the NSAA. The NSAA has actually sprung for umbrellas for the nice young men and women out there <laughs> winning the awards. It, temperature's not bad if you can stay dry. Eh, good luck staying dry. It's raining. Yeah, there's, there's a, you see a few of the umbrellas down there. Uh, most of them do match as the NSAA is has helped with the, the NSAA logo to keep them dry well, while you, they're you out can't there. Well, st- you can't have an umbrella <laughs> out there if you're one of the fans because you're blocking <laughs> the view of the people sitting behind you. So only only the believers and achievers get to have the umbrella, and I have a feeling they'll take the umbrella away from them as soon as they step off the field here at halftime. Again, state champions uh, already, Bellevue West, O'Neill, Wilbur Claytonia, Burwell, and Fall City Sacred Heart. Uh, add that to the list of volleyball state champions and I, I, hard to believe we're wrapping up the fall sports season. Uh, tomorrow, Doug and Daddy's show will be the, the, the final Husker lunch over at Cunningham's. Uh, if you haven't uh, had a chance to come down, this is your opportunity. Uh, come on. It, you're heading out for Thanksgiving break anyway. Cheat a little bit. Make an early lunch of it. Come out and, uh, and uh, talk a little Husker football. Is it sip tomorrow or... Who's coming? I, I think it might be SIP tomorrow, but I, I know there's a lot of show other than the, the Husker Lunch, which is going to follow the Doug and Daddy show. You're also going to have uh, a bunch of – you're going to have some giveaways. You're going to talk some fantasy football. There's going to be a, an – It's going to be a full show it's tomorrow. It's an action-packed show. It's going to be Because a, it is the one show this week, right before you get into your Thanksgiving break, following – Two days of state football championships, which this is Nebraska. You're going to follow two days of state football championships. Then you're going to come back on Wednesday, talk football for a show, and then you get to go to Thanksgiving and watch football. I know. Yeah, it's start your football feast at Cunningham's tomorrow, 11 o'clock, for the Doug and Daddy show. Caleb will be producing it. You don't actually get to go down there and eat the delicious food at Cunningham's. <laughs> I feel sorry for you. Maybe you can talk Doug and bring you some leftovers. It certainly will be worth your time. And then listen to Steve Sipple about uh, 12 noon tomorrow. Answer all your Husker uh, football questions and get you all the update uh, with that as well. And uh, it might even hear from, yeah, there might be a Bob Jensen Maybe not sighting, but we might hear him over the air talking about all the action here from Huskerland Prep Report uh, and uh, kind of go through that. And I'm sure if you don't hear from him tomorrow, we'll hear from him sometime early next week as we digest literally and figuratively not just the turkey, but all the football that we will have seen in the last week or so uh, next week on the Doug and Daddy show as well. And then after that, you, you kind of have that little short week there. Uh, and then, you know, we'll, we'll wrap up the month of November with the uh, uh, Jamboree games and, 
then we're back at the, the baseball, the, the, the basketball and wrestling season. That's coming up right around the corner by, you know, December time. December rolls around. We'll be full bore back at it again with uh, high school basketball coverage as well as wrestling coverage. Yeah, you get into all the, the – as soon as basketball starts, you'll have a couple weeks of just regular basketball games, uh, some early season tournaments, but then you'll have holiday tournaments. And by that, that time, it's already January. Get into just a couple of uh, – couple weeks of some more regular season games then you're into conference tournaments sub-district play and suddenly basketball season's over yeah. too but we happens still got to wrap quick. up football season first before we can even think about the winter sports season it happens pretty quick we certainly want to say thanks to all of our sponsors throughout the course of the year including our presenting sponsors for the state football playoffs mary Lanning Healthcare, your care our inspiration husker power products your full service irrigation engine headquarters in hastings and grand island and family physical therapy and sports center getting you back to the game of life with a location to better serve every athlete parent and grandparent. We're at halftime of our final state championship game for football for 2016, the Class B final, where Omaha Scott has a 19-14 lead over Elkhorn South. And again, both teams have traded two turnovers. Whoever has the fewest number of turnovers in the second half may very well come away with that state championship as uh, uh, up by a score right now is Scott. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we will kick off the third quarter here from Tom Osborne Field at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. We come back right after this. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. undisputed Midwest yield leader. I can't get this darn radio to tune into the game. You know, Dad, you can just listen to the game on the computer at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Yeah, and I'm sure they want my credit card to pay per minute for something I could get for free if I could just get this radio to work. Actually, thanks to Barney Insurance, they stream free online. You can even download a podcast shortly after the game wraps up. Oh, sounds easy enough. What was the web address again? PlatteRiverPreps.com. And welcome back here to Memorial Stadium. You've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure. Serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in the yellow pages. And uh, Sean Callahan, our good friend, again, he's been uh, part of our Husker lunches. uh, Busy here with uh, coverage for NET throughout the course of the evening as the state championships wrapping up here. Again, rain is a little bit of a factor. We keep kind of looking online to see what it's going to do. They say that it might stop in the next half hour or so. It's not a hard rain. It's just been a steady mist, and that wind has kind of cooled things down. It has impacted. I think we've seen some balls get dropped. We've seen some snaps go through punters' hands. You know, all sorts of things that I don't think you'd see if we had a dry night tonight. So the weather has been a factor but it's washed out a little bit because both teams have turned the ball over uh, a couple of times. It's who kind of takes care of it better here in the second half. But, again, chilly out there, about 40, 42 degrees, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, the wind down there you know, feels about 35 degrees, and, and it's wet. And that makes it hard to grip a football. And as you pointed out too, Caleb, it makes it hard sometimes to grab a running back. 
I think if you asked either of these coaches and said, the only thing you get to know about the game is at halftime you have multiple turnovers and it's a five-point game whether you're up or behind, both coaches would take that right away. Even with, if your team is going to turn the ball over multiple times in these kind of conditions, but it's just a five-point game, both coaches, both teams want this game to be close right now. And we're going to see who can take advantage as things maybe start to dry out a little bit. And some of these players got dry over halftime in the locker room. They don't have a bunch of moisture on them. We'll, we'll see if they are easier to tackle or they come out and they, they're still slippery and slick as they get through some arm tackles. Well, teeing it up here is going to be Quinn Menlick, and he's been kind of the special teams hero here in the first half as he's hit a couple of field goals. And uh, with the wind at their back and receiving the kick here is going to be Elkhorn South. So Menlick will kick it high into the air. That wind's going to knock it down to about the five-yard line. That's where South is going to pick it up, and they'll just go right up the middle and be down at about the 24-yard line is number 24, Braden Haley. But Brayton Haley just comes right up the middle, just by the seam. Again, I like that. If you don't have, if you don't have a big return, like you saw South have earlier, just get what you can. And get what you can. is It still puts you in good position. This isn't like they're starting at their own 5 or even their own 10. They're out past the 20, and these offenses have shown that they can drive the field and they can hold sustained drives. So getting anything outside of their own red zone is really good field position for him. Braden Wright, 6'2", 185 pounds, will be at quarterback. He's in the uh, pistol formation. And they fake the handoff, and we'll give it off to the one back that's in the back build, but there's really no room to run there for Haley. And uh, Haley maybe will get to the 25, a gain of one. It'll be second to nine. Tried to run some misdirection there. Very first play of the half with Moses Bryant coming across to the near side, but... Nobody bit for the Omaha uh, Skyhawks as they knew exactly where Haley was going to be up the middle. So again, they'll go out of that pistol, is right. And this time, Bryant will be to the left. He'll be the lead blocker here as they throw in a quick little strike to that left side and slipping through there. Boy, that's going to be close where they spot it as they get it out for Haley. Haley makes the catch, slips through there, and yep, he got across that that orange tape on the... uh, the field there by a yard, so it'll be first and 10 at the 35 here for Elkhorn South. Two plays, two touches, and although Haley is listed as a running back, he does have over 500 receiving yards on the touchdown, and Moses Bryant listed as a wide receiver, over 1,500 rushing yards. They just get their playmakers into space. And Haley is the uh, running back there, but he'll come in motion. They hand it off to Bryant. Bryant dancing around, puts his head down, and he'll be uh, about to the 41, so that'll be a gain of four. As again, there wasn't a hole there. There was a little seam, and then that secondary just tried to bounce it to the outside, and linebackers filled that hole pretty well for Scott. Not a lot of room to run, but Bryant, being an athlete, danced a little bit to the side, fell forward for that three to four yards, and Right now, that's exactly what Elkhorn South wants to continue doing, just moving the ball downfield. Haley and Bryant on either side of right. Handoff here to Bryant. And Bryant makes one man miss, picks up a block, has it at the 50, has a seam across the 40, and it's going to be pulled down at about the 34-yard line. And again, you don't need much space with that guy. He runs hard, puts his head down, running strong, and then made one guy miss, and then picked up a nice block and brings it across midfield, and that's a solid run for Moses Bryant. And you saw Brayton Haley get the ball the first few uh, the first few plays, 
And on that one, he happened to be split out wide, came back, threw a block for Moses Bryant that really he would have been uh, tackled about 15 yards ago had he not got that block. So that's a good, solid run for 28 yards, and it'll be first and 10. They hand up. No, they pull it out of his belly, so the quarterback's going to keep it. Finding a seam and putting his head down is going to be right, and right will bring it across the 30 to about the uh, 26-yard line. Other than that last run for, for Bryant where he got sprung to the sideline and managed to pick up a lot of yards, we're seeing a lot of dancing in the middle, just finding one or two spots that they can fit their body falling forward. There's the seven-yard gain, but we, we've seen that so far on this drive, Elkhorn South, just getting their backs into a little bit of position where they can get forward. So right, we'll throw it out here for Moses Bryant. Bryant couldn't catch it. That ball's on the ground. Is that intercepted? That was a strike, and I think they're going to rule that that is incomplete, and I think that's the right call, but boy, that ball wasn't on the ground very long at all. They were just trying to wing it out here. It was just thrown forward a, a yard. It's on the ground. It may have landed on the uh, Scott player's legs, but they ruled it incomplete. Billy Higgins did a great job of jumping that route, getting through there. This is one of those where it'd be nice to, to see the replay and see what they're, they're going to. They would call for it at the next level, but in either case, Billy Higgins keeping the ball away from the playmaker, Bryant. Yeah, it did hit the turf as they do show the uh, replay here. They'll break formation here. Hand off to Haley. Haley hit in the backfield, and he's going to be wrapped up. Linebacker came through and started grabbing players, and they happened to grab the one that had the football. That's a nice play there by Connor Fenton, and Fenton has made some nice plays here. It's going to be fourth and a good three yards here for the Storm. That looks like just outside of where they would want to get, get a uh, field goal attempt. So four down territory right here because a punt doesn't net you too much. We'll see if they can pick up the, the final two long two, three yards here and continue the drive. And Elkhorn South has stayed right on schedule, eating up clock and picking up yards. It would have been a 43-yard field goal attempt. As it is, there'll be two running backs in front of the quarterback. They'll hand it off here for Moses. Moses trying to make one-man miss, does, puts his head down, has enough for the first down. He got a couple of guys to miss, and that was enough. As they have the lead blockers that erased a few Skyhawks, he made two guys miss with his speed bouncing to the outside, and he got enough for the first down. He ran about 30 yards there to, to backtrack a little bit just to pick up the three they needed, but that, that's what you want to see out of your playmaker in space, making a guy miss, bouncing around a little bit, picking up the first down. Well, Moses Bryant really wanted to just go off tackle there, but ended up bouncing it out and made a couple of guys miss. And Bryant will be the only back... Behind the quarterback here, right. Hand off. Nope, they fake it. Rolling out. He's going to be right. He's looking to throw. He'll step up and just throw it in. No, it's uh, complete in underneath. Just dumped it in underneath just as he was going out of bounds. Found Jared Jennings for a uh, quick little gainer here. There is a flag down, and that uh, pass play took so much time. This may very well be an illegal man downfield here for South. We'll hear from the white hat. Yep, that's exactly what it is. That was such a, a long developing play, as you say that, as you said. But sometimes the, those linemen just sneak just a little bit too far downfield. But that's not something I think anyone, even Wright himself, thought was going to happen as he got to the sideline and then just decided to just pitch it a couple yards downfield. 
the the receiver Jennings I'm not sure was even ready for the ball to come to him well I thought he was stepping out of bounds I thought uh, that Wright was uh, just going to go out of bounds and in fact he threw it and when he the ball was out of his hands as he landed as it turns out it's going to cost them five yards but they get first down over again so be first and 15 here for the storm Would have been a gain of about four or five, so I would say that's the right decision by Coach Terman to accept the penalty here. So right in the pistol, has Bryant to his left, hands off to Bryant. Bryant following a lead block and into the waiting arms of uh, Trent Hickson, and uh, there won't be much gain at all on that play. They might gain a couple of yards. It's going to set up now second and 13. Trent Hickson and a half a dozen Skyhawks there, and it- it seems that when Brian is running the ball up the middle, he's either getting hit by a whole handful of defenders or he's making one or two guys miss and getting to the edge. But the majority of the time is there are plenty of Skyhawks to meet him at the line. Yeah, there are bodies there, just whether or not he can get them to miss him. Looking to throw here is right. Right drops back, has plenty of time, throws over the middle, and it's going to be incomplete. He was trying to drop it in coverage there to Haley, and Haley had the best shot at that ball, but there was a Skyhawk in front of him, there was a Skyhawk behind him, there was a Skyhawk to his right, and there was a Skyhawk to his left. That was a well-thrown ball from right, and Haley with uh, the three Skyhawks, a little bit of a triangle formation around him. Haley did find some space downfield. If he catches that, I think he momentum just carries him into the end zone, so it was a good ball by Wright, a well-drawn-up play, just wasn't executed. Third and 14, as Wright is the only back in the backfield. They empty the backfield for him. They have two wideouts to the, in the slot on the right side. Bryant comes across the motion. They fake the pitch to him. Now they're looking to throw it to him on the wheel route. He makes the catch. He has the first down, cuts back inside the 10, and will be down about the 8-yard line. That's a nice design on the play. I think he was the primary receiver on that play. You initially look deep to draw the safeties back there, and then you just pitch it out there to one of your best athletes on a little wheel route. Yeah, you saw Bryant come across the formation to the left, and a couple linebackers actually shifted with him, but when Wright looked downfield, that made the uh, both linebackers that had followed with him immediately drop back and come back to the middle of the field, leaving Bryant wide open out in the flat. So two wing backs are going to be in front of the quarterback, Braden Wright, and he'll hand off to Bryant. Bryant backs in. He'll be down at about the five. Well, he's still churning there. He's still pushing the pile forward. Yeah, he's going to be down to the five, so that'll be a gain of three. It'll be second and goal now from the five after that game. And this is where we see Bryant go from the athletic playmaker to the power running back up the middle, keeping his legs turning and Yes, the the offensive lineman got behind, pushed a little bit too, but very, very strong Bryant staying up on his legs and not going down. You'd like to see him run behind those shoulder pads instead of spinning, but as it is, he's got it here. He'll cut back to the inside, and he'll lean forward. He'll gain about two, and it's going to be third and goal from the three. That time he ran behind those shoulder pads. Yards very difficult to get down here inside the 10 and now inside the five-yard line. Scutt's defense... Really standing everyone up, not not get, not allowing the South uh, offensive lineman to get a good, decent push. This has really been just Bryant finding a little bit of a seam and falling forward, not getting a, a big push from his offensive line. So again, the quarterback, Braden Wright. Behind him is going to be Moses Bryant. As they've got two running backs in front of them. And they're lead blockers. That's Jared Jennings 
and uh, Coleman Anderson. They're basically lined up as inside wingbacks. Lead blockers up the middle as they hand to Bryant. He's got a little seam. He puts his head down. I think he's got the goal line. They're pointing to the goal line. I think the official is going to say he did not get there. They're going to say he was just inches short. The near official down here is pointing to the turf, and they are going to mark him short by the length of the football. It's fourth down, and I haven't measured a football in a long time. What is that, about about, uh, 14 inches? That's about what the distance is. It's hard to tell on the replay where the ball was as he went down, but they're probably just going to run it right up the gut again here. And they're going with that power formation, and we've got a stoppage here. Somebody's calling a timeout on fourth down. And I think Elkhorn South is what I heard. We have yet to see them ever indicate a direction <laughs> on a timeout. So this timeout being brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Fourth and goal from inside the one-yard line. We'll, we'll keep it right here. We missed one touchdown because <laughs> they snapped the ball early on us. We are not running into that problem again. As uh, Elkhorn South has had a pretty impressive drive here. They started at the 24-yard line. They put it inside the one-yard line on 14 plays. They've gone 75 and a half yards. Now they need that last half yard here on fourth and goal. And that was the correct call from the officials. As Bryant got taken down, he was he fell down on his hind end. The ball had not crossed the plane. When he did finally lean back, it, that's what they were trying to argue for, for the ball crossing that goal line but it was the correct call by the officials, as we saw in a couple of the replays. Yeah, once you're down, you're down. So they are they're short. And by the way, that near official was emphatic. He was emphatic about pointing down that he had seen him hit the turf. So here we go. Fourth and goal inside the one. How's this for a big play? First drive of the second half here for Elkhorn South. And again, Moses Bryant behind Wright. Wright takes a snap, hand off to Bryant. Bryant will cut back to the inside and get through the end zone untouched. There's somebody at his feet about two yards into the end zone, but Moses Bryant goes in for the touchdown. They ran a lot of action right up the middle, which is where Scott was ready for him, but Bryant just danced out to the outside, avoided all of the bodies, walked himself into the end zone. So South takes the lead here on a five-points bank touchdown. Fly Moses Bryant. And now the extra point here for Aarons. So Albers, rather. Hunter Albers with the kick. It is up. It is pretty. It is good. And so 21-19, a two-point lead now for Elkhorn South over Omaha Scott. And they'll kick it off to the Skyhawks when we come back to Memorial Stadium right after this timeout. Do you have a passion for athletics? Are you a former high school or college athlete looking for ways to stay involved? The Nebraska School Activities Association is asking you to grab a whistle. Officials are needed in every high school activity and are essential to the future of the game. Visit nsaahome.org for more information. Grab a whistle and contact the NSAA to get registered. And welcome back here to Memorial Stadium in Lincoln and the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth high above Tom Osborne Field. Good vantage point, though. Binoculars working just fine. Oh, very good vantage point. You can use the binoculars or you, you can see the majority of the numbers as well from up here. Both jerseys are well done to where 
you, you can make everything out from up here, which is very good for us. We've also got a TV in case we need to see some of the replays. Everything's set up really well. Hey, don't for give these away teams. all the secrets. And, don't give away oh, all the trade secrets. I mean, I can see everything from up here as it is. No binoculars necessary. Uh, okay. Well, I can't. I'm old. So kicking off is going to be Hunter Albers. After he pushed that lead out to two, a bit of a line drive kick with that wind at his back, though. That's not even going to land in the field of play. That's dang near going to hit Lincoln Southwest High School. <laughs> the other, the Silverhawks, they're getting pretty close to where they're at here as they're kicking it off to the Skyhawks. That, that was well done to just drive that ball, not not just to the end zone, but almost all the way through it the end zone. It was through the end zone. There, it landed there, on the white back there. There was no way for that ball to be returnable, and they'll start with the ball at the 20. And, again, that's going to be a difference with that wind. Now, that wind at your back, you're going to be able to do that. Uh, flip that around. And, again, if you're Scott, what you kind of want to do is you want to work off the final six minutes here and uh, get the wind on the other side. And keeping it on the quarterback keeper on the right side is going to be Moritz. And Moritz, nice little gain here. Gains about five yards. You want to kind of work on the running game here, work on the clock, and then get more action with the wind at your back. Because the wind has been a factor here. Whoever's had the wind at their back has had the best of it in terms of scoring points. And we haven't seen a whole lot of Elkhorn South defense yet this half. But on the very first play, all you could see from the number of storm defenders was as soon as they stood them up, trying to tear that ball out. Maybe that was something they talked about at halftime, trying to force some more turnovers. Well, you had a six-minute drive that goes the distance for the touchdown just a little bit ago. And now... The pass here by Scott. They throw it into the seam over here. Dancing with the football in traffic before the hole closes is going to be uh, Jackson Gordon. And Gordon is going to be just short of the 30-yard line, which means he's going to be short of the first down, but it's going to be third and a solid one. Really good job through the first two plays. The first one running it out to the right side, second one throwing it back across to the left. Going to try to keep that Elkhorn South defense spread out as much as possible, open up a, a couple of the, the running lanes, which is what they have out of the I formation. Receiver brings the play to Moritz. He tells him in the huddle, and they go out of the I formation, hand off the fullback up the middle, and spinning through there and getting first down territory is going to be Connor Fenton. Fenton's a guy that just brings his lunch pail. He's going to hit you as a linebacker. He's going to hit you as a fullback. He just wants to hit you. He, he's going to hit you in it. Although we saw him spin, it's a much different spin than we see from Moses Bryant. Moses Bryant is that spin where he gets there and tries to make a man miss. Connor Fenton, when he spins, it's just because that's the way his legs start turning. He's going to continue to move forward. If he happens to spin, that's just where his body went. You got the athletic spin, and then you got the corkscrew spin that Fenton had right there. Burrowing in there for the first down. They're going to pitch it out on the right side. And losing the football. It's on the ground. I think one of the linemen is able to pick it up here for the storm. Ball was uh, carried there by Kurt Randall. He lost the ball and pouncing on it and saving their bacon for Scott is uh, going to be number, uh, I thought that was 57, but 57 is not on the roster. It looked like it was Kareli Jones, the, uh, the guard, managing to continue to block downfield. And lucky for them, as soon as the ball came out, dove on top of it because there was three or four Elkhorn South defenders right there to go pick up the ball in case he hadn't. So Jones does come up with it. He does not get the yardage there, but he's made a pretty solid play here to set up now second and about three and a half. Moritz passes it off here, and there's not much room to run this time at all for Randall. And Randall's going to get wrapped up, but then, boy, at that last moment, he slips off there and still ends up gaining a couple yards to make it now third and one. 
Yeah, he should, there should be no gain on that play, but he was able to find a way to turn it into a two-yard gain. Evan Peterson and a, and a number of other Elkhorn South guys had him wrapped up in the backfield, but he continued to, to churn those legs and just fall forward, turns it into, a instead of a two-yard loss, getting right down for a third and about half a yard. A lot of want-to there for Randall, as he'll still be in the backfield as Moritz will step in there. Actually, they move Randall out to the right side. They will keep it in Moritz, and they're going to have a whistle here stopping the action, so that'll be a five-yard penalty here on the Storm. A legal procedure of some sort of another here for the Skyhawks. I said Storm, meant to say Skyhawks. It is a legal procedure. Like the mascot for both schools. These are both uh, fairly young schools, so they kind of have a fairly young, dynamic kind of uh, uh, mascot. Skyhawks, that's outside the box a little bit. Storm, any any mascot that doesn't end in the letter S is kind of unusual and uh, a relatively new phenomenon. And there's other storms. There's other deviations of Skyhawks here, but again, they're both relatively unique. And now with that penalty, it'll be third and about six. Moritz rolling out to the right side, looking to throw. Now he's looking to run, trying to make somebody miss, and he's going to get the five yards back. And that's going to set up now fourth and one. He is going to be short of the first down as they're going to mark the ball right at the 40-yard line, and they need to get the 41. That looked like as Moritz got out to the edge, he had a chance where he could have come back towards the middle of the field and maybe picked up another five yards, but he decided to keep running towards the sideline ran out of room, and right now his, his arm looks like he's favoring that a little bit with the, the shoulder and elbow. We'll see if that affects his passing. They're going to go for it here. Mendick is still on the sideline. It is fourth and one, short of midfield at the 40-yard line. Hard count. Quarterback going to keep it. Quarterback going to put his head down. I don't think he got there. This is going to be very, very close. Near official has it marked where it would be enough for the first down. Yep, they've got it marked enough for the first down. Coach Terman over there standing because the sideline marker's on his end. He's looking at the ball, and he's looking at his feet and thinking they've got it. They are going to bring the chains out here. Chain gang bringing out the chains, just like Carney Towing and Repair will do for you. If you're stranded on the side of the road, no matter where you are, they'll get you home. And if you need the chains, you'll be uh, uh, interested in how that works here. And I'm telling you what, everybody's going to be interested when they bring the chains out. Or are they, are they going to bother? They moved it back just a little bit. They're not going to move the. Ch- they're not going to bring the chains out. They're just going to move them. They're going to eyeball it and say they got enough. And I would agree. Where they got it spotted looks like more than enough for the first down. And that looked like where the forward progress went. And Zach or Luke Zipke, defensive tackle for Elkhorn South, slow to get up on that play. Now being helped off the field with some trainers moving off on his on his own there. But that's a big guy helping to clog some of that line for him. So you might see some more Omaha scut runs off the right side. Injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Getting back in the game of life at two locations in Kearney. First down, quick throw out to the right side. Pass complete in the seam and being pulled down, down the sideline. Gaining enough for another first down is going to be Jackson Gordon. They went all four downs on the last chain, on the last, uh, last four downs. And on this one, just first down, go ahead and just not even worry about bringing up the fourth and inches and seeing what you can get. Just get it all right away. And now they're into storm territory. Both these teams have done a nice job of answering back. When somebody's made a big play, they've got the touchdown. They've done a fairly good job of answering back. What's huge here for Scott is that they are driving the ball with the wind in their face 
and they've already eaten off about four minutes of that wind in their face, and there's only two minutes left to go here in the third quarter. Handoff right up the middle to Randall. Randall puts his head down, runs over one Storm player, and will be down just short of the 40-yard line. And again, Kurt Randall, 5'11", 185 pounds, and he runs like a much bigger man. Oh, yeah, and you saw Carson Pinkleton get in there for Elkhorn South, wrapped him up by his legs, just wouldn't let go. And that seems to be the only way to guarantee you're going to tackle someone in this game because if you hit anyone up high or just try to arm tackle around their waist, everyone is slipping off right now out of the backfields and really hard to tackle people in this ballgame. Well, some of them it's because they'll run you over behind their shoulder pads and sometimes they're just going to out-juke you if you don't have good tackling technique. Handoff right up the middle, a big scene, the fullback coming through there, putting his head down, pushing the pile forward, and Connor Fenton, again, another punishing run out to the 25. And that was what you said by they're going to run behind those shoulder pads, and they'll make the hit even though they're the ones with the football, and that's what he did. As soon as he got into the secondary, he started laying the hit, and lucky for Elkhorn South, they just had enough players around to bring him down. So they move the chains again. They're out to the 25-yard line, a minute 14 to go here. Third quarter, South has the lead over Scott, 21 to 14. But Scott driving. Moritz rolling out, looking to throw. Still rolling out, still rolling out. Throws it on that right side. He's going to bounce it out there. It's incomplete. He just threw that one away. Christian Banker is intended receiver, but that was just let's get rid of the football and not eat it. Yeah, we're seeing Moritz favor his arm a little bit more. He took a big hit at the end of that play from Evan Peterson, who was chasing him down. That's one of the downfalls of extending that play with your feet out into the flat and being patient about trying to get your receivers. That gives a lot of time for these big athletic defensive linemen for Elkhorn South to catch up to the quarterback. Second and 10 from the 25. One minute to go here in the third quarter. 21-19 Skyhawks are down, but they're driving. And uh, they'll hand it off right up the middle and bouncing backwards, giving up some ground. Now putting his head down, trying to get back to the line of scrimmage is going to be Kurt Randall. And Randall will have a short gain on the play. That was an unusual way for your fullback to gain about uh, four yards. You usually don't have fullbacks athletic enough to bounce it around and run with speed coming around the edge. Usually they're just in there to to power and be brute force up the middle, but that was a good job of bouncing it around. We've seen a lot of those broken plays with the backs bouncing it around, getting a couple yards that should be a loss. A lot of times fullbacks don't even try to bounce it. They just try to run through it. Moritz drops back here on third and six. Pressure coming, throws up his back foot, but has an open receiver. Ball caught down to the five-yard line. Jack Chambers will set up first and goal at the five. That was a good job. It looked like they were bringing the house, only left a couple of defensive backs uh, back trying to guard anybody, and one of those defenders went just back to the five-yard line, about to the goal line, and left a lot of open space for the uh, the receiver to slip in there and first down and goal. They're going to spot that at the four-yard line, and they're going to let the clock expire. We have played three quarters of football, and now Scott has the wind at their back. They trail it 21-19, to but they've got it first and goal from the four when we start the fourth quarter after this timeout. At Hastings College, there are only 12 students to each professor. We don't have 300-seat lecture halls, so you get to be you, not a number. Hastings College is a great place. Go to Hastings.edu to find out more. 
PlatteRiverPreps.com is your source for high school sports results and updates seven days a week, covering over 70 teams across central Nebraska. Whether you're a high school athlete, a proud parent, or a sports fan, you'll stay on top of your teams at PlatteRiverPreps.com. The University of Nebraska at Kearney is ready to make a difference for you. Here, you'll get a quality education and graduate on time with less debt. You'll also have an unforgettable college experience. Join a club, become a leader, make a real difference for yourself and others. Choosing the right college is a big decision. Trust your future with people who care about your success. Choose the University of Nebraska at Kearney because we are difference makers. Visit unk.edu and schedule a campus visit today. Welcome back to the Nebraska-Land National Bank broadcast booth. Elkhorn South took the opening kickoff, had it for over six minutes, got a touchdown. Scott then has received the ball. They've driven over six minutes, and we'll find out as we start the third, the fourth quarter what they can finish here. Both teams have only had one possession in the second half. Both teams have been able to grind and get downfield, and we'll see what can happen here on first and goal for Omaha Scott. Very interesting to see the sustained drives by both teams as they came out in the second half. Both teams getting to have one possession there in the third quarter. And Even though they, they both have some athletic playmakers that can do anything on one play, really burning a lot of clock, shortening this ballgame. Moritz will be at quarterback. Fenton is the only running back in the backfield. They'll hand it off to him. He'll pull a bowl down, puts his head down, trying to get to that goal line. He's going to be awfully close. They're going to mark him short. And it's going to be second and goal, again, about the length of the football away from the goal line. I'll tell you, the, these linemen down here uh, are getting a great push, but these referees on the edge are doing a tremendous job of making sure they know exactly where the ball is. This goal line down here has been the scene of a couple very, very close plays. They're doing a good job of making sure they know exactly where it's spotted. A high formation here for Moritz. Looks like he's going to be a quarterback sneak, and it is. He goes right up the middle. He got the shoulder pads in the end zone. Did he get the football? The shoulder pads are in the end zone, but is the football? They come in, and I think they're going to mark him short. Yeah, nobody's put their hands up in the air, and he's about three inches short of the goal line. That was a huge stand by Elkhorn South. They, they have to do it one, possibly two more uh, times. Two more times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unless they lose yards here, they're going to go for it on fourth down. Well, they, they don't lose yards. <laughs> They'll be with it about an inch away because that's where the ball's at right now. Moritz under center. Moritz will hand it off. Randall up the middle. He's into the end zone. Touchdown. There was no doubt on that one. Randall made sure he was going to get behind his shoulder pads and get halfway into the end zone before he decided at all to try and slow down. Well, he only got about a half yard into the end zone, but he did get in, no question about it. Uh, Five points bank touchdown that will put Scutt back on top. It's now 25-21. And they are lining up with that kind of uh, Oregon-style formation here as they've got three guys to the right, the kicker, the holder, and the center. There's one wide out to the right side, and now they'll shift over in a more traditional lineup, and it appears that obviously they would kick here as Mennick will uh, put the foot into it at the 10. Kick is up. It is good. And it's 26-21, a five-point lead after the five-points bank touchdown by Omaha Scott. And with 10.40 to go here in the fourth quarter, Scott back on top. 
over the storm. They'll kick it off to Elkhorn South when we come back to Memorial Stadium after this. Car insurance isn't about the car. It's about the precious cargo the car carries. It's about providing security and confidence that if an accident occurs, you'll be protected. I'm Dave Challey of Barney Insurance. As a local independent agent, we can design an insurance program that's just right for you and your family, providing safe, sound, secure insurance protection from auto owners insurance. Stop by or give us a call. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney And welcome back here to Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. A very fast-moving third quarter. Both teams, drives of over six minutes. Both teams with uh, touchdowns on those drives. And we've made our way, uh, you know, more than a minute into the fourth quarter here. We played uh, 13 minutes of football in the second half, and both teams have kind of gone tit for tat. Now, Elkhorn South, with the wind in their face, they're going to have to find some way to drive the ball as effectively as Scott was able to do it for much of the third quarter with the wind in theirs. So the kickoff here going to be picked up at about the uh, eight-yard line. And a little bit of a seam spinning through there and getting through there is Haley. Haley will bring it out to about the 27-yard line. and Good field position here for Elkhorn South, who needs to find a way, obviously, to answer back uh, against Scott. You have to think the Elkhorn South offense and offensive line is ready to just pound it again right up the middle. They've had plenty of time to rest, but then again, so has Omaha Scuts defense having those long, sustained drives through the third quarter. You're going to see if anyone comes out with a little bit of rust after uh, almost a half a quarter of layoff. 16 plays, 7-minute drive going 80 yards for Scott just a moment ago. Looking to throw the ball is going to be right, right over the middle. It's a dangerous pass, but it's going to be complete. Dancing with it in space. Here is going to be Moses Bryant. Bryant makes another guy miss, and he'll bring it across the 45-yard line. That is a huge gain on first and 10. That is your playmaker finding space. The route was almost jumped there by one of the uh, the defensive backs, but Bryant managed to stay on his feet, tipped it to himself, And that's a big play to start out their drive. I think it was Trevor Gibson. Gibson eventually got the tackle. I think uh, jumping the route and then uh, recovering there was Gibson. And uh, he got a hand on it. And now they're going to keep it in the hands of the quarterback. He's danced around, made a couple of guys miss, and he's going to gain about one or two yards. Braden Wright was in a little bit of trouble there, but was able to turn chicken problems into something chicken-y and got uh, got a gain of a couple yards. Yeah, they had the whole play lined up for him to run to the right, but as soon as he got to the right, there were already a couple of Skyhawks in the backfield, so he had to turn it to the left to do what he could and it ends up being about a half-yard gain. We kind of saw that with a rugby punt earlier where they turned something that could have been disastrous into something that turned out okay. Gain of one on the play. Wright's going to throw it on the left side. It's going to be caught down the sideline, dancing through there and getting it across the first down marker there is uh, going to be Nathan Stanzel. Stanzel with his first catch of the game. They are really, really... You don't see any of the, the half-a-quarter layoff. You, you could have come out and seen maybe they were a little bit tired. It took a, a couple plays to get into it, but they're coming out firing like they've been out there the entire game. They've got it first and 10 from the 42, does Omaha South. Um, excuse me, Elkhorn South, Braden Wright. We'll hand the ball off to Haley. Haley going up the middle, puts his head down, and then gets wrapped up and thrown backwards. He's hogtied by Trent Hickson. I almost uh, expected him like PBR standing up there, throwing his hands in the air and yelling time because he uh, hogtied him or 
tied up the little doggy after a gain of about four. That's what we've seen so far as the the first down play. Just go ahead and get two or three, and then now they're going to try to get the ball out into space for their playmakers. So right out of the pistol, Moses Bryant will get the pitch. He's got a couple of lead blockers trying to come through there, and that's one he probably needed to just put his head down and get more because he's actually going to lose about one yard there. That hole didn't uh, last very long. Those scut players out there do a nice job of fighting off the blocks. Yes, the blockers were there, but they were able to fight off those blockers and uh, come up with uh, a nice little stop there, loss on the play of about one. Yeah, Bryant danced a little bit too much to the outside, and that that's one of those things about being an athletic playmaker. You try to make a play every time you get your hands on the ball. That was one of them that he did need to just come back to the middle, put his head down, try to pick up two or three instead of try to go for it all. Try to run between those two defenders. Bryant will be off the left side. Haley's going to be in motion. They hand off to Bryant. Bryant dances through there, slips through a seam, brings across the 30, makes one man miss, bounces to the outside at the 20. He's going to be down at about the 17-yard line. You know I'm going to take back what I just said there because that time he was just kind of a water bug bouncing around, never got a square hit on him, and instead of trying to be what he isn't, he is what he is, and what he is is a nice little scat back out there as he put his foot in the dirt a couple of times and made some guys miss. That was the exact same thing where he just danced around a couple of guys, found some space to go, and it worked out really well for him there. I tell you what, let's just let Moses Bryant be Moses Bryant because he's a pretty good football player. He's in motion. They're going to hand off to Haley up the middle, and he's going to get wrapped up. There's been a lot of black jerseys in that backfield, and now wrapping things up again is Connor Fenton. He spent a lot of quality time in that backfield of Elkhorn South. Oh, yeah, at this point in the game, he's already paying rent back there, but they're having a really hard time keeping their blocks on him. If they don't get the ball to Bryant out in space, this Elkhorn South uh, line is having a tough time keeping the Skyhawks from getting penetration. So 26-21, down by five. South will put a man in motion. And the quarterback's going to keep it right up the middle. Has a seam. He's got it at the 10, the 5. Still putting his head down. Still driving. And he's into the end zone for a touchdown. No doubt on that one. This time the ball isn't spotted just inside the one-yard line. Just kept his feet moving. Spun around a little bit. It almost looked like he was going to cough the football up again. And disaster was about to strike for Elkhorn South again. But on that one, hung on to the football. Just kept spinning around and gets it in for six. And now they're back on top. Braden Wright with an 18-yard run for the five points bank touchdown and back on top is the Storm. They lead it 27-26, and I think at some point you might be thinking about going for two, and that is uh, what they're going to do here. They go with those two wingbacks in front of the uh, quarterback, Braden Wright. They'll hand off to Moses, and Moses is going to try to tunnel in there. He's going to be a good yard short of getting to the goal line, so the try for two is no good. But Elkhorn South is able to take the lead, 27-26, with 7.09 to go here in the fourth quarter. Another five points bank touchdown by Elkhorn South. All of our touchdowns brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. We'll have the kickoff to Scott when we come back after this. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products, your provider of GM-powered natural gas, and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines, and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also 
located in Sutton. And welcome back here to Memorial Stadium. 18-yard touchdown by Braden Wright. And the try for two is no good. An eight-play, 73-yard scoring drive that took 325. Puts Elkhorn South back on top by a point, 27-26. to 26. And uh, that's the good news. The bad news is you have to kick the uh, football off to a team that's moved the ball pretty effectively here. And teeing up the ball here for the Storm is going to be Hunter Albers. And Albers will step into it. Again, the wind will be in his face, so he won't be able to get this to the goal line. He puts it up in the air pretty well, and Darrow is going to pick it up at about the seven. He has a little seam, and he's going to be wrapped up after he brings it across the 25. Good tackle in space by uh, number 67, Tyler Hayes, the six-foot, 185-pound senior. Nice special teams play. Yeah, and another good return by Darrow to give his team a a good starting point for their possession. And last time Scott had the ball ran off, and then it was seven minutes, and there's there's seven minutes left in this ball game. It could come down to whoever has the ball last wins this game. Well, seven-minute drive. They probably would be in field goal range, especially with that wind at their back. Keeping in is Moritz. He'll follow the fullback through after faking the handoff to him. He'll bring it across the 30 out to about the 33-yard line. That's a gain of four. That keeps Scott right on schedule here. As again, I think they want to. I think they want to work the clock. I think really, you give the druthers here to Matt Terman. He'd like to run and run and run and take as much time off the clock as possible, and then uh, figure out if uh, you have the opportunity to be in field goal range at that point. If the ball has to go to anyone other than Moritz, Fenton, or Randall, that means they're having to put the ball in the air. They would love to just run the ball every play this possession. Ritz is going to keep it as he's got three lead blockers out in front of him, and he's going to be tackled from behind. Great backside pursuit there by Jared Jennings. Jennings just turned on the Jets and was able to get Moritz from the backside and knock him back for a loss. We talk about this speed on defense, and we see it a lot more on offense, but that's linebacker Jennings coming all the way across. And as we see on the replay, he comes almost from off the screen, sprinting to run down Moritz in what could have ended up being a 10-plus or 10 plus yard run because of the number of blockers they had out front. But Jennings really turned on the Jets and ran him down. So with that loss of about a yard and a half, it's going to be third and eight here for Moritz, who's going to be in under center. Three wide outs to the right, but they're not split out very far at all, and we're going to have a timeout being taken here by... Omaha Scott Catholic. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank member FDIC. We're in the fourth quarter, one point ball game, 27 26 south with the lead. Third and eight for Scott Catholic with 5.33 to go here in the fourth quarter. We're back after this. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Presenting sponsors of the state football playoffs include Mary Lanning Healthcare, Your Care, Our Inspiration, and Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. Third and seven here. Moritz takes 
Takes the snap, rolls to his left here for Scott. Steps in, throws it over the middle, and it's going to be incomplete. Receiver fell down. I don't know if, even if he stays on his feet, if Trevor Gibson makes that catch. As that was somewhat of a dangerous pass. They say never throw late over the middle. Well, that pass by Maritz was late and over the middle. And into a couple of the of defenders. Even if he manages to keep his feet there, that's going to be a really hard catch as the ball was behind him. And that's that's exactly what you wanted to see from Elkhorn South was forcing a three and out after putting points on the board. Menlik, who had that great rugby kick and has hit a couple of field goals, he's made some nice special teams plays. He's going to be in punt formation here for Scott Catholic, and he needs to get this one in the air as well with the wind at his back. He'll turn it over. It's going to hit the turf. It's going to roll, and it's going to keep rolling here inside the 20-yard the line. And not quite the 19, but that's where they're going to down the ball here. And Menlik has been a real special teams beast. Our special teams beast brought to you by the special people at Acera Care Hospice. Caring for the moments that matter with locations in Kearney, Grand Island, and York. Serving all the Tri-Cities and beyond. Call Acera Care Hospice today for your loved ones when they need the right care at the right time. And this is the right time for Elkhorn South to milk the clock. If they can get another touchdown drive, especially if they can take some time off the clock, that would really throw a, a, a punch into the gut here of Omaha Scott. Now, again, because they went for two and didn't get it, unless they go for two here and do get it, you're going to have a one-possession game regardless of what happens here. Elkhorn South needs to run some clock, would prefer to go down and score as well, but this is where Omaha Scut needs to force their own three and out, not give up more points. Wright has a running back off of either shoulder here. Haley's going to move to the right. They hand off to Bryant. Bryant trying to get the edge, and he'll try to go off tackle and that's not going to work very well because a couple of Scott players came off their blockers and leading the tackle there is going to be Jake Archer. Scott players know that the ball is it's most likely going to be a run anyway, but as soon as Bryant gets it, there's three, four, five defenders watching where he's going at all times. And on that one, they wrapped him up. Very short gain, but if Bryant does happen to slip through the, those number of players running with him, there's no one else really downfield to, that would be able to track him down. And if he's in space, he's going to outrun everyone on the field. Moses Bryant has carried it now 21 times for 138 yards and a couple of touchdowns. And now he'll be the guy in motion. They hand off to Haley. Haley hit in the backfield, puts his head down, and he's going to bring it out to the 25-yard line. And that's going to set up third and four. Brayton Haley just gets behind his shoulder pads, and even if there's guys grabbing onto his shoulders, grabbing onto his hips, grabbing onto his knees and legs, he just keeps moving forward, and he's one of those players that you see, even if they get wrapped up well, he manages to fall forward. So he's always good for one, two yards, and if he can get his legs pumping for for a couple more, he's good to continue to pick up these mid-range downs. Inside of four minutes, and it appears the storm, yeah, they come out of that... uh... That huddle late, they still have 10 seconds to snap the ball. They're working as much clock as possible as Braden Wright is in the pistol. Haley to his right, steps up, throws, pass going to be complete. First down marker out to the 20-yard line. They gave him a terrible spot. He caught it at the 30. They're going to mark him right at the first down marker. He caught the ball at the 30 and then was driven back. Yeah, C.J. Wright catches that ball, as you said, exactly at the 30-yard line and gets tackled back, and they're, they're talking about where they're going to make this spot right now, but that, that was a, you, usually you see them close within a, a couple inches, maybe half a yard. That's a full yard difference 
of what that spot should have been. Oh, my goodness. He caught that ball at the 30-yard line and was hit immediately, driven back, and then lunged forward trying to get that territory back. And they did not give him that forward progress where he caught the ball. And I think this officiating crew has done a yeoman's job. They've done a great job all night, save for this play. And they are short of the first down by an inch. By an inch. They get a bad spot and don't get the first down by an inch at the 30-yard line. Well, here you go, Coach Rosenberg. What are you going to do? He changes uh, the uh, personnel out there, but what he didn't do was bring in a punter. They're going to go for it on fourth and an inch from the 30-yard line, their own 30. If you're Omaha Scott, this is your chance. This is your ball game with just under four minutes left to go. You have to make this one-inch stand because of that spot. There's nothing you can do about it. It's what the officials decided. You have to make this stop right here and put your team in very good position to take the lead. And if you're Elkhorn South, you have to completely forget about where that spot was and just go pick up these couple inches and just get a yard and make sure you can keep the drive going. You want to be a state champion offensive line? Get me an inch. Well, you can tell from the sound of the crowd, everybody knows how important this play is. Out of the pistol with two wingbacks in front of the quarterback, Braden Wright, who's 185 pounds and 6'2". Is he the guy that's going to carry the ball? Two tight ends. Fourth and an inch. Hand off to Brian. He's got a seam, and he's got a first down. He took two hard steps off the tackle to the right side, fell across the 30. That time the spot is exactly where it was. But sometimes you can look and see what a goal line defense looks like where you, you'll see seven, sometimes eight men in the box. All 11 guys were in tight. I think if Bryant gets that ball on a pitch, he might take that to the house. And he also might get knocked down for an inch loss. So you have to kind of take that with a, a grain of There's a reason they sold out. Yes, yes. I tell you what, if they, if they run something outside, wow, that would be a gutsy call for Coach Rosenberg. They're going to go with the same formation here, two tight ends, two fullbacks up ahead, give to Bryant. Bryant lunges forward. He's going to gain maybe about those same two yards, and he'll set up now third and eight, and that clock's going to keep moving. It's going to be inside of three minutes here in a heartbeat. It'll be second and eight, the ball at the 32-yard line. If you're Elkhorn South, there's still too much time on the clock to just run the ball and not worry about getting first downs. Because if they leave too much time on the clock, the wind is at Omaha Scutt's back, which would give them enough enough of an uh, advantage in kicking a field goal. Both teams with a couple of timeouts here. They're going to spread things out a little bit. One guy in the slot. Now Bryant comes across the formation. They hand it off to him. No, they take it out of his belly. And the quarterback doesn't have much room to run there as Braden Wright is going to get back to the line of scrimmage. And that's going to be it. And Coach Terman out on that field very quickly calling the timeout. Timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. We've got uh, 2.26 to go here in the fourth quarter. Still one timeout left for Scott. It is going to be third and eight. A first down would probably do it here for Elkhorn South. A huge play coming up for both of these two teams in a 27-26 state championship game. Back to Memorial Stadium right after this. Have you ever seen a rusty fish? 
That question illustrates the point that the same way scales protect the fish from his environment, the bullet spray on bed liners from the dent popper protect your pickup bed. No rust, no dents, no scratches, no chemical corrosion. So your truck has a longer work life and holds its value longer, reduces load slippage. And here's a bonus. It quiets the ride. See the dent popper north of Railroad on 1st, on the Bricks, downtown Kearney, and get a free estimate for a bullet spray on bed liner. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck. Third and eight for Elkhorn South, a first down, and you can't quite kneel it out, but, boy, it's awfully close at that point. The ball is at the 33-yard line. They need to get it out to the 41. Braden Wright surveys the field. He's in the pistol formation. Haley to his right. Wright's looking to throw, has time to throw, throws it over the middle, and it's caught! Bryant makes a man miss. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. At the 10. He should fall down, but he goes into the end zone for the touchdown. If he slides down to the five-yard line, it's kneeled down city. As it is, it's a seven-point lead for Elkhorn South, 33-26, pending the extra point. Moses Bryant, the playmaker. And as we were saying in the break, you said put it in the air because you have a quarterback who can throw the ball. UNK commit Braden Wright put it exactly on the money, and Moses Bryant made a guy miss and then took it to the house. Yeah, you might want to run out the clock, but you're in the state championship. You get the ball in space, probably thinking points no matter what the situation is in the game. 67-yard touchdown, a five-points bank touchdown, and now a big extra point coming up here by Hunter Alberts because he is this extra point. The worst that's probably going to happen to you would be overtime. You're up by seven right now, and Albers can make it an eight-point lead. Well, they're taking their time as people are shuttling in and out. I think the... Scud had 14 men on the field just before they were about to run that play, and now they, they ran two off, and now they just ran their, their 12th guy off. So now that they're back down to 11 guys... And Albert's taking his time. I'm not sure why this is taking so much time. And again, they didn't huddle up, so I don't think that they had uh, illegal substitution out there for Scott, but they've taken a lot of time here, and that gives Albers a little opportunity to think about it. That can either be good or bad. Good snap. Good hold. Good kick. And it's an eight-point ball game. 34-26, to go here in the fourth quarter as Scott has put together two touchdown drives here, and they now have an eight-point lead, and they'll be kicking off here to uh, Omaha Scott as Elkhorn trying to defend their state championship from a year ago. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with a kickoff right after this. You don't have to be a farmer to reap the benefits of being a Buffalo County Farm Bureau member. We work for farm families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. We are your neighbors. Through our work in supporting and promoting agriculture, education, health, and technology, we bring people together to better our community. We share in the values Nebraskans stand for, hard work, passion for the land, and a character rooted in faith and family. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. South has had two touchdown drives here in the fourth quarter. One carried 73 yards. That one was 87, 67, coming on the huge run by a very impressive running back, Moses Bryant, who uh, is able to, well, actually that was a catch, and he was able to go the distance on that 67-yard reception. So he's got 143 yards rushing and 110 yards receiving here in the game. Albers to kick it off. 
Again, that wind is going to be a factor. It's bouncing at about the 15-yard line. Darrow has it at the 20. He's trying to get to the outside, running east and west. He's going to bring it across the 30, out to about the 33-yard line, and needing a touchdown. The Skyhawks are away from the promised land by 66 yards. And 2.07 left on the clock. That, that's not out of the realm of possibility from what we've seen, how quickly they can score. We had it happen in the first half, and it could just as likely happen here. They have the playmakers and they have the athletes, but right now you start to think you have to beat the clock, get downfield. You have to score the touchdown before you can get the two points. And you've got two timeouts left. Most touchdown drives in high school take about two minutes. So this is certainly possible here. Quarterback drops back to throw over the middle, and it is going to be incomplete. Not a bad strike there by Moritz. That was going to have to go into a pretty small hole. Sliding to try to make the catch was Banker, but that was good coverage by the Storm. Yeah, he threw that about 15, 18 yards downfield to Banker. If he would have just thrown about 10 yards downfield, Jack Chambers was wide open in the middle of the field. Right now, Elkhorn South really keeping an eye on where Banker is. You might want to look for Moritz to throw it to a couple of those other receivers. Well, it's clear the Banker is Moritz's favorite target. Moritz will take the snap here. He drops back three, throws it left side, and it is incomplete trying to get it to Chambers. You mentioned earlier that you kind of thought that uh, Moritz got hit and it hurt his shoulder a little bit. He does not look like the same quarterback we saw in the first half. Yeah, he looked a little ginger there throughout the third quarter. He took a couple of big hits. They did end up scoring on that possession, but since then we haven't seen a lot of throws with some some accuracy issues, and things have just not seemed to be timed out correctly coming from the quarterback. So it's going to be now third and ten. Win at the back for Moritz as he rolls out to his right. He'll step up, he'll throw, and it is going to go through the hands of the receiver. That was a well-thrown ball. Christian Banker wants a redo on that one. Yes, he was up high. Yes, he was covered. But that was a well-thrown ball by Moritz. That ball was right on the money. That was exactly where you wanted it. Through Banker's hand, but a tremendous play again. Mick Williams following Banker around all night. He's been that, that corner that knows exactly who he's going to cover in this state championship game and who he has to stop. Fourth and ten. Here you go. This one's for all the marbles. Even if they get a first down, there's still going to be work to do here for the Skyhawks. But they've got to get a first down. Moritz drops back. He throws right side. Caught. First down. Great catch on that sideline. And making sure he got one foot in is Dara. They knew exactly how far they needed to get. And they got one yard more. Keeps the drive alive. Still a little over a minute 45 left to go in this ball game, But... That's a start. You can't can't score if you give up your possession on just four down. So keeping that drive alive, the, the momentum rolling here for the Skyhawks. Second catch of the game here for Darrow. That one a huge 11 yards on fourth and 10. Moritz under center, rolls out to his right, throws it over the middle. Going to be caught by the uh, tight end, and he'll bring it across midfield down to about the 36-yard line. Caught in stride there by uh, number 21, Trevor Gibson. That was another good route, getting some openings across the middle, and that's exactly what the storm is leaving open. Moritz drops back. Quick throw to the right side, down the sideline, caught, and out of bounds is Banker. This has been a very good kind of West Coast offense kind of look here for the Skyhawks as they're marching right down the field. They need the touchdown and then a two-point conversion. Minute and a half to go here in the Class B State Championship. And as fast as they got to the line, it looked like they would... They were basically running an offense to clock it, 
but by getting the ball to Banker out on the edge, you pick up nine yards and run out of bounds, so you get yards and stop the clock. And you have the opportunity, if you want to throw the ball deep here, you can certainly afford to do that. Rolling out is Moritz. He's got a couple of lead blockers. He steps up, he throws, and it's through the hands of Banker and incomplete. And Banker slaps the side of his helmet right on the number seven there and says, I should have had that ball. That was not an overtly easy catch, but it's one that Banker has made a lot this season. I think you're starting to see, even though Moritz might be in a little bit of a pain on his throwing arm, he put as much as he could behind that, and the, the ball might still be a little wet. Even though it has stopped raining here at Memorial Stadium, ball might still be just a little slick as it goes right through Banker's hands. 34-26, minute 27 to go, third and 10 from the 31. Check that, the 32. Moritz under center, quarterback sneak. He has got a seam right up the middle. He's going to bring it across and have more than enough for the first down. Again, just making sure they can get the first down, keep the drive alive, and the, those sticks move. So just under a minute and a half to go in the ball game. The clock will stop until they'll reset it here. And they do start the clock. Moritz will take the snap here on first and ten. Throws it out that left side, and it's going to be incomplete. A little miscommunication between him and Jackson Gordon, and it will be second and ten as the ball is uh, now to the 29-yard line. Still a good decision there by Moritz. It was overthrown, and had the receiver gone towards the sideline a little bit more, he might be able to get a hand on that. Looked more like Moritz was just throwing the ball away because nothing was there. And with over a minute to go in the game, he knows he cannot afford to turn the ball over at this point on the field. It almost looked like a timing play, but the receiver wasn't on the same page as him because that was just a two-step drop and bang. Moritz out of the pistol. Asking for the football. Taking it. Dropping back. Still bouncing around. Throws it over the middle, and it's almost intercepted. And we've got a series of flags right at the point of attack. And putting his hands out like, what did I do, is Moses Bryant. I think they're going to call him for either a hold or pass interference. Intended receiver there, J.D. Darrow. Did a good job coming across, but it did look like he, he got handled coming back to the ball. And it is going to be pass interference on the storm. That is a 10-yard penalty, and uh, that will be enough for a first down. It's not an automatic first down in high school, but it will be enough here. How do you do? How do you do? We've got a minute 11 to go. It will be first and 10 for the Skyhawks, who are down by a touchdown and a two-point conversion. First and 10 from the 12. We kind of thought this was going to be one of the better matchups, and we have not been disappointed. Everything right now coming down to the final minute, just waiting for the official to put the ball in play. Allows the tension to build a little bit, doesn't it? First and 10 from the 12. Moritz, blitz coming. Throws right into the blitz, and it's going to be incomplete. He had to get rid of that right away, and I don't think Trevor Gibson knew the blitz was coming. If he would have known the blitz was coming, he would have known the ball was coming. Yep, Carson Pinkleton came down. He was sitting out on the inside receiver on the far side, and then right before they went to snap the ball, he slid down, looked like a, a big outside linebacker defensive end, and came untouched at the quarterback. And that, that ball almost should have been picked off where it was thrown. Well, you want to throw the ball in, into that blitz because there's one last defender there because he's coming on the blitz. 
So Moritz had the right idea. He's going to drop back here on second and ten. Throws it right side. Tipped in the air. Caught by the Skyhawks. Leaning in. Did they get the touchdown? Yes. Incredible catch there. That looked like it was Trevor Gibson hanging on to the ball as it got popped into the air. Another very dangerous pass into traffic. But ball gets t- tipped into the air. Gibson coming down with it, falling forward into the end zone. Minute left in the game, and this, this is what we knew was going to happen had they scored two-point ball game. Pinkleton tipped it in the air and staying with it for the uh, catch is Trevor Gibson, and now you need the two-point conversion. Down by two. You need the two with a minute one to go. Moritz. On her center. Here you go. Pitch out. Randall puts his head down, and he's going to be short by a yard. The surge there was fantastic from Elkhorn South. You saw a number of players in the backfield, including Ben Freemel, got in there, and there was no way that they were going to get to the edge with the number of Elkhorn South players really getting to the edge and getting penetration into the backfield. So the 12-yard touchdown catch by Trevor Gibson. Kurt Randall tries to get the two-point conversion. He is short by a good yard, and it is a two-point ball game with a minute one to go after that five-points bank touchdown. Perhaps our final five-points bank touchdown of the season. They've all been sponsored by Five Points Bank and Kearney, the better bank. And now onside kick time. Uh, definitely onside kick time. Hands team out on the field, and this is something that Omaha Scott, even though they missed on the two-point conversion, still a chance to get the ball back. Game's not over. You still have a chance with this onside kick. And teeing it up is going to be Quinn Menlink. Menlink has hit a couple of field goals. Had that huge rugby kick after the ball went through his hands. He's made some big special teams plays. He needs to make one here to get a good onside kick. So Menlik tees it up, and he'll step into it. And it is going to be kind of a pooch. It's in the air. It's in an open area, and it's going to go out of bounds. like the idea, but it did not have enough backspin to stay in bounds. And so the ball will be spotted at the 35, and it's kneel-down time here for Elkhorn South. That was a, a very well-designed onside kick where it went. You'd like it to go maybe about five yards shorter than where it did. Just didn't have enough time for the Skyhawks coverage team to get down there, but just a little bit too far downfield. Well, the downfield part wasn't the aspect. It was too far past those numbers. You really want to hit that ball about the 35-yard line between the 30, the, the, the big number 30 painted on the field, and the 40. That's really where you want that one. That one was too far outside as after the bounce it goes out of bounds. 34-32, Elkhorn South gets the football. There's still two timeouts left here for Scott. It looks like Elkhorn South is going to burn one of their timeouts. It's timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. And Elkhorn South has a minute, one second to run off the clock. Now, I, I said it's kneel down time. In retrospect, it's not. Uh, again, uh, you'll, you, 
You'll take off about 30 seconds. If all they did is kneel on the ball, if that's all Elkhorn South does, then they'll have to punt. And we've, we've seen something. We've seen snaps go through punters' hands. We've seen a kickoff return for a touchdown. A lot of things can happen. And all Scott's going to need is a field goal. And again, that wind is a factor. The wind is going to be at the punter's face here for Elkhorn South. It'd be at the field goal kicker's back for Scott. So they want to work clock. And again, a first first down absolutely would do it. And they're going to take the snap, and they're going to kneel on it. And they just lost five yards on that. It looks like they're going to continue to let the clock run here. Save those timeouts for second and third down. You know what? They had two timeouts up here for Scott. Now I look, it says only one, so they were inaccurate. And with only one timeout left, this is probably going to work here for South, for Elkhorn South. And they're going to milk the clock. There's still 16 seconds left here before Brayton Wright. We'll ask for the ball, and he'll kneel on it again, and we'll probably lose another five yards. Takes the snap. He kneels on it before any pressure, and they do a little hug in there. Is Scott going to call a timeout or not? They are not. They are not. They don't call the timeout. They're going to run off the field. There's five seconds left, and that is going to do it. Elkhorn South has defended their state championship in dramatic fashion here against Omaha Scott. Your final score, the Storm 34, the Skyhawks 32. Jubilation for Elkhorn South and a well-played game, but disappointment here for Scott. Yeah, and Scott had had their opportunities. They went down and scored exactly like they had to, got to the two-point conversion, but Elkhorn South made that great stand at the goal line, and Scott coming up just short of getting that, uh, getting back to that championship. Well, the difference in this play, you can say it in one of two ways. The difference is either two yards or one, uh, two, two points or one yard because that's how short Scott came on that two-point conversion. And it is Elkhorn South, 34, Omaha Scott, 32. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up here and have the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show right after this timeout. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. For food that'll make you stand up and cheer, head to Fanatics. Start with traditional appetizers like mozzarella or breadsticks, or add a little spice to your life with jalapeno poppers. And don't forget the famous wings you can enjoy as appetizers or as a meal itself. Bite into their huge selection of burgers, pizzas, calzones, or sandwiches. With over 30 HDTVs, the bullpen, and their new party room, there's something always going on at Fanatics. Food that will make you stand up and cheer. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney. The University of Nebraska at Kearney is ready to make a difference for you. Here, you'll get a quality education and graduate on time with less debt. 
you'll also have an unforgettable college experience. Join a club, become a leader, make a real difference for yourself and others. Choosing the right college is a big decision. Trust your future with people who care about your success. Choose the University of Nebraska at Kearney, because we are difference makers. Visit unk.edu and schedule a campus visit today. And welcome back here to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery post-game show. The handshake line going on right now. And as soon as you get done with the handshake line, you spit to the sideline to the student body for Elkhorn South and begin your celebration after a 34-32 state championship win over Omaha Scott. Again, this is the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery post-game show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. A couple of highs and lows for these two teams. They played back and forth. We had our share of mistakes, but overall, a lot of athleticism, a well-played football game. First drive for both teams in the first half turned into turnovers. The next, the first drives of the second half were time-consuming six and seven-minute drives for touchdowns, and that kind of showed the ebb and flow of this game. And the final punch thrown by Elkhorn South as they got the last two touchdowns, uh, the last two touchdowns that they scored, put them up for eight, forcing Scott to go for two after they got the touchdown in the final minute, and they couldn't get the two-point conversion. And Elkhorn South wins this one, 34 to 32. Going through our scoring wrap-up, it starts with uh, Scott scoring with 4:36 to go in. The first quarter, as Connor Fenton goes in from four yards out, the uh, kick was uh, no good, and that made it six to nothing. And then Moses Bryant with a 25-yard rush. They did punch in the uh, extra point with 8.08 to go in the second quarter, and for the first time, Elkhorn South had the lead at 7-6. to six. But then the very first play from scrimmage, Kurt Randall rushes in from 80 yards out on the ensuing drive. That made it 13-7. to seven. Then they got to kick off. Well, Moses Bryant picks that up, 97 yards in for the touchdown. That made it 14-13 to with 7.38 to go in the second quarter. With the win being a factor, Quinn Mendlick hit two field goals, one with 2.46 to go in the second quarter, the next one with two seconds to go before halftime. That one from 29 yards out and at intermission. It was 19-14. to Scott had the lead. First drive of the second half, holding on to the ball for over six minutes was Elkhorn South. Uh, Moses Bryant goes in from one yard out. The uh, extra point was kicked and good. That made it 21-19. to 19. And then it took over seven minutes on the drive, but Kurt Randall scored early on in the fourth quarter for uh, Scott, and they then led 26-21. to 21. Then Braden Wright, with 7.09 to go in the fourth quarter, hit uh, Moses Bryant with an 18-yard touchdown pass. They uh, uh, tried the uh, two-point conversion, failed. It was 27-26 to 26 at that point. And then Moses Bryant caught another pass from right. This one covered 67 yards with 2.15 to go. That made it 29, excuse me, 34 to 26, an eight-point lead. And then with a minute one to go, Trevor Gibson, Caught the pass from Ryan Moritz in traffic. They tried the two-point conversion, but Kurt Randall could not get into the end zone. He was stopped a yard short. That made it 34-32. The onside kick went out of bounds, and from there, Elkhorn South was able to run out the clock, and they win this one by a final of 34-32. 
for Elkhorn South, your state champions. 9 of 14 in the air was Braden Wright for 159 yards and one touchdown. Uh, uh, Moses Bryant carried the ball 23 times for 143 yards and a couple of scores. Wright carried the ball 11 times for 48 yards. Brayton Haley had 10 carries for 38 yards. Overall, they Rushed for 46 times for 219 yards and three touchdowns for Elkhorn South. And uh, receiving Moses Bryant, not only did he have 143 yards rushing, he also had 110 yards receiving, including that 67-yard touchdown. A couple of catches here for uh, Haley as well. He had 37 yards in receiving. Ryan Moritz was 17 of 37 for 211 yards and a touchdown. Many of those yards came when everybody in the building knew that he was going to have to throw the football, but he throws for 211 yards. Kurt Randall uh, ran it 15 times for 147 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Ryan Moritz had 12 carries for 31 yards. Connor Fenton had four rushes for 24 yards. So they ran the ball for 202 yards on 31 rushes. Total yards for Elkhorn South, 378. Scott, 408 yards of uh, total offense in the game. Both teams with two turnovers in the first half, none in the second half, and really it boiled down to that two-point conversion play, and Scott kept out of the end zone by a yard. Elkhorn South wins this one 34-32. to The number one seed, uh, Elkhorn South, is able to defend their state championship with a two-point win against a team that they've gotten to know pretty well. Scott has three losses on the year. Two of those have come to Elkhorn South. Yeah, you saw a little bit of uh, some sloppiness due to weather in the first half, but everything came to fruition in the second half. We saw the two best teams in Class B going at it, holding sustained drive after sustained drive, trading punches back and forth, goal line stands, and then there was even that fourth and inches around the 30-yard line. That That's really where the game, Omaha Scott, could have taken it back had they managed to stop it there. Instead, Moses Bryant continued to establish himself as the athletic playmaker and really the difference maker in the game over 100 yards both receiving and rushing and it for both of these teams it came down to small plays where it was who was going to win the battle for one inch one yard at a time on those goal lines and for fourth down plays but uh, coming out on top Elkhorn South undefeated season state champions over 350 yards of total offense for Moses Bryant over 100 yards returning kicks over 100 yards rushing over 100 yards receiving. Yeah, again, just a, a, a force. And play pretty good defensive back, too. He was just a force, offense, defense, special teams. He is a complete football player. And uh, I'll tell you what, I'm uh, pretty excited as a Loper fan to uh, see a Braden Wright wearing Loper blue coming up here in, in a few years because he had a very solid effort ran the offense very well. Again, only threw the ball 14 times, but it was 9 to 14, 159 yards. Had some uh, uh, nice balls that he dropped in there. And again, this is a well-played football game. First half, it was wet. It was sloppy as a result of that. When it dried up, it cleaned up in the second half. That was as entertaining of a football game as you're going to see in the high school level. Oh, yeah, and as, as the, the football season draws to a close here for, for not, not just, the I guess, football, but the fall season as well for Nebraska high school athletics, what better way to go out than a game coming down to quite literally the final minute of the game on who was going to get the two-point conversion, who was going to make a stand, and then going to an onside kick. You don't often see an onside kick unless someone's down a couple touchdowns in the, the state final trying to make something happen out of nothing. But there, that was a legitimate, necessary play 
with a minute left in the game after a goal line stand on a two-point conversion. This was everything you wanted to see in a final and the, the last game of the season. Ball City Sacred Heart, 44-28 to win the D2 championship. Burwell wins it in D1, 47-18 over Guardian Angels Central Catholic. Wilbur Claytonia shuts out Crofton in C2, 20 to nothing. O'Neill wins their first ever state championship, 39-22 over Newman in Class C1. And last night, Bellevue West surprisingly rolling Omaha North. Not the surprise they win, but the fact they win it 43-6. to And then Elkhorn South defends their state championship 34-32 to over Omaha Scott. Last two seasons for Scott ended with a loss to Omaha South. South winning the state title either in the game or immediately after the game when they beat Scott. That's what it means when these two teams get together. There is a championship or a shot at the championship on the line when they get together. Once again, Elkhorn South 34-32 to win the Class B state championship. We want to again thank our presenting sponsors, Mary Lanning Healthcare, Your Care, Our Inspiration, Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton, as well as Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting it back in the game of life with a location to serve every athlete, every parent, and every grandparent. I'm Randy Bushcutter for Caleb Henry and our engineer back in the studios, Ed Smith, as we wrap up six state championships. Congratulations, Bellevue West. Elkhorn South, O'Neill, Wilbur Claytonia, Burwell, and Fall City Sacred Heart as they wrap up the fall sports season winning football championships over the last two days here at Memorial Stadium. I'm Randy Bushgard. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you basketball and wrestling season, everybody. Until then, good night. The proceeding has been a KXPN Sports production brought to you by the